On this episode of Hustle Culture, we talk to Mr. and Mrs. Archer. Now, if you don't know Jaron and Morgan, they are incredibly talented creatives who focus on photography and videography, and they started their professional careers in the wedding industry, infamously known as a feast or famine world for photographers. We not only go into their story and how they got into wedding photography and videography, but we talk about how to run a successful business with your significant other and the challenges that come with it. We discuss their secret to Facebook marketing, which led to over 52 clients in their first year in business. And we go into so much more regarding mindset and business in general. Now, this is the longest episode in the history of hustle culture for a reason. I really hope you get at least a fraction of the knowledge that I got talking to them by listening to this podcast. Enjoy. Even if I fail, I'm happy with it. It's just a confidence deep inside you. You know you gotta make it out. It's time for you not be scared. Welcome to Hustle Culture, man. Can I firstly, formally in front of everybody, apologize? For what? For running late. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna call myself out because I feel bad. It's but okay. anyways, welcome to Hustle Culture. Um, I'm so excited you guys are here. Whenever, whenever I was thinking of the the idea of hustle culture, of like talking to people, business owners, y'all were the first people that came to mind. Oh, thank you. Easily, I think y'all were actually the first ones I hit up. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are literally role models in that sense for me and Sylvia. So oh, thank you. I'm excited. I'm beyond excited. Jacob's excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, Thanks for having us, man. Could not be happier to be here and talking about this. Um, I'm really excited to see more of like your perspective, um, and then also just share like just about our experience as business owners. Um, it's gonna be really cool. That's so cool. All right. Well, if you guys don't know who they are, after listening to the intro, I don't know what to say. Um, y'all should go back and listen to the intro. These guys are amazing. Uh, what I call creativepreneurs. They've been doing creative work forever since I met them. They've been doing a bunch of stuff. And uh, um, I knew you guys when you guys started and kind of where I want to start as, you know, photographers, firstly, photographer, videographer and photographer, um, but specifically in the wedding realm. Yeah. Um, now, as a filmmaker who kind of swerved out of that lane mm -hmm. i want to hear what you guys have to say kind of about the whole wedding thing yeah um because it is like it's it's a make it or break it For you sure. know kind yeah. of industry and i'll let you guys go back and forth but first of all how did you guys get into photography and, and creative in general both y'all individually or together okay so i guess i can go first yeah. yeah okay so i ever since i was honestly a child um just was obsessed with cameras it was just this like obsession with the fact that you could like pause a moment and then have it forever mm -hmm. and i remember like back when you know you took a photo in a little square like polaroid came out <laughs> that type of thing um i remember that as a kid and i just took photos all the time my mom like just bought me I cannot tell you how many cameras in just like childhood to teenage years and then people started asking can you take my photos and like at that point I literally it's so lame to like admit but like all I would do is get home from school go outside and like do a bunch of self portraits <laughs> I've I was, like, seen these photos they're honestly so oh, cringe wow. I think they're still on and like Facebook from 2010 <laughs> they are truly oh my god I hope I need to go delete them so nobody finds them um, it's truly embarrassing but um people started asking and that kind of like 
just led into like photographing a lot of families, just honestly anything, like anybody who would pay me any money right. at all. Yeah. Um, as a teenager, you're just like jumping on it. Um, so that's how that's like photography in general started for me. And then as I got older and I just realized like, oh my gosh, there's like professional, like to be a professional, I could just photograph wedding days. And it didn't sound like a bad idea to give up every Saturday on earth <laughs> um, <laughs> at the time because, you know, money makes you do crazy things. Yeah. And I was like, well, weddings just, I, I love them. Let's do it. And wow. so um, I started like second shooting with other photographers, um, just getting more comfortable with the pressure that comes with weddings. Um, yeah. That was a really, really big fear at first of mine is like, what if I miss a moment? Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. You know. It's stressful. It's a little stressful. Um, but then when we got married, I guess you can kind of start there. Yeah, so this is kind of where my part of the story begins. <laughs> so I like, I haven't been a photographer like my whole life, but I've just been a creative. Um, did a lot of stuff in church growing up. And so, when we got married, um, I quit my job two weeks before we got married. Dang. So I quit my job. I also did. Dang. Yeah. So we both packed up, moved to Houston. Um, and then as soon as I started looking for jobs, we got married, went on honeymoon, came back, started looking for jobs. And I think it was like that week. Literally. Within Hurricane like Harvey hit in Houston. <clears throat> Shut everything down. And um, so there were no jobs to be found, like to the point where I applied. And I tell this every time I tell the story, <laughs> but I applied at Lowe's to push carts. Wow. And got denied because they had over 200 applicants oh my to push carts. That's like how, how in demand jobs were. That's yeah. wild. And so um, I just like I could not find a job. And then I applied to Apple. Um, went through their whole interview process, which if mm -hmm. you don't know is crazy long. <laughs> I can imagine. Really I think intense. I went through five different interviews yeah. for a seasonal part-time <laughs> floor job, five interviews. Um, but anyway, so at that time we were kind of talking like, should we like go into business together? It would be cool, whatever. Yeah. Like it would be cool, but I don't know. I'll just go apply at Apple. I would like really love to work there, whatever. So I literally get through the whole process of applying at Apple, go through all these interviews. Yeah. And so I'm in my second to last interview and they're like, hey, listen, like not only do we want you to work here, but we don't want you to be <clears throat> like on the floor. Wow. We want to put you in the Genius Bar. And I was like, freak. I, I went on online. I'm like, how much do Genius Bar make? And it, was like, it was like $35 an hour. I'm like, whoa. Sheesh. He's like, I'll think Here about we it. Go. All right, I'm breaking this down. I'm going, I'm going to Apple. Yeah, no, wrap it up. So they're like, hey, we want you to do that. Like, you know, we know you're, you're not like expert. That's something we can teach. Cool. So they're like, hey, we just need you to meet our general manager make sure he's cool with everything. I told them that we were kind of getting into it. So like I might have to take some weekends off. They're like, it's totally cool. Yeah. Most of our employees are creative, so we get it. <laughs> so I meet with the GM. He loves me. He's like, hey, man, this is exciting. You know, we know you're really well versed in a lot of our softwares. And so we can definitely see you doing like trainings and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, like. <laughs> call me Steve Jobs. I don't know. <laughs> but so I finished that interview. It went so well. I was so confident. Bro, I got on the highway and got an email that said they were not only going to not hire me for the genius bar, they weren't even going to hire me for the part-time sales <laughs> job. Why? And I was like, 
what the freak? I mean, it was truly so confusing. Oh my God. Yeah, so I call Morgan. I'm like, this is God. Like, yeah, yeah. you like, know, like it gets to a point where yeah. you're like, yeah, there are other things at play here. Like yeah, there's no, sure. that makes no sense. It was, it was one of those things. So I call her up. I'm like, we're going into business. We're doing this. Like I can't get a job. So <laughs> we have no other yeah. option. So that's kind of how it started for me. Like, so I'll say it this way. It started for you out of passion. It started for me out of necessity. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, um, hold needed, on. But how many, <laughs> how many couples does that like fit though? Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. so many of my friends, like their husbands, like shoot with them now um, or like vice versa. We know, you know, sometimes the females lead. Sometimes it just depends on your dynamic. Yeah. But right. um, we've, yeah. we've but that's how I got my start. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, you were creative before you get on, you got into weddings. Yeah. So, but so yeah, I did a lot of stuff like in the church context. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, And then whenever we got married and started, she was like, Hey, I've been wanting to do weddings. I'm like, shoot, let's do it. Like I'm cool. I'm down. We were like, why don't we do photo and video? That actually wasn't like a very, like a very big thing. Like, no, we were one of the first on the scene. I mean, at least in our circle, it was like photo and film. Oh, that's so catchy. Let's do it. And we were like, let's make it so cheap. And like, (laughs) oh my gosh, where we burnt out quickly. Um, but it was, it was, it was one of those things that I think when you have this like desire to do something, the like, there's times when you're afraid of doing something to fail. Mm. But I think at that point we were just afraid of not like, of not trying, um, of not, we knew the outcome of not moving. We Mm. knew the outcome of not taking the risk and we didn't like it. So it's like, I could take this risk and find something really beautiful and fulfill this dream or I can just take, I guess, the safe route that you already know the answer to that you yeah, don't like. It didn't make yeah. any sense. So we just we went for it. And we were 20 and young and dumb. So we were like, let's just go oh, for it. Yeah. Like, Gary Vee always says, like, you're so agree. young if you're 20. We're like, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm broke anyways. Like, what's the worst going to happen? Dude. I'm going to get broken. Even, like, <laughs> just be just keep being broke. Yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of people yeah. let go of like full time jobs and all that. Yeah. And I think those people are so brave. And sometimes yeah. people look at us and they're like, you guys are so brave. You took a risk. Like my dad <laughs> couldn't really. make sense of it. And I'm like, we had nothing. Yeah. that we had nothing to lose right. literally yeah. um the worst thing that would happen is we would be exactly where we started so dang that's so cool <laughs> i've never i don't think i think you're the first person i've met that started like as a childhood passion like actually dig that, like it's super cliche i don't like to talk honestly. about it a lot but like when i think about it i'm <laughs> like so oh cool, that's kind of how i have and like there's photos of me holding like polaroids like just i just don't get around i don't get why one of those self-portraits isn't your profile photo along with the cringy yeah. photos wow. that's where they are <laughs> dang you just told all of my 20 listeners that they're on facebook <laughs> i also used to um i think it was just with cameras in general though because yeah. i remember like doing the like vhs tape clicking it closed and i would rec- i didn't have anything to record so i would just like re like you know, you twist the film mm-hmm. and I would record the TV like I was a filmmaker or something. Oh, my gosh. I like remember I was not supposed to be watching Degrassi at age six, but I was. <laughs> oh and I was like videoing the TV. And I just think there was just this obsession with like technology and being it That's being so, so cool. new and being so young. Um, I think like a camera was like my version of like a kid's like tablet these days. And that wow. was kind of just like this really. I don't know. I just loved them always. That's so sick. That's funny. My, my little brother, I remember. <laughs> I remember I caught him one day with like my old like my first camera was like this little red you know you remember those camcorders that were vertical uh-huh. and they had like a really crappy screen and like mm-hmm. they had like four buttons and <laughs> one of them was record I had one of those because the way I got into it was kind of uh through YouTube I, I saw like 
I was I grew up when YouTube started like yeah. and popped off right. like so yeah. you watched and that it was like, like all night long yeah and I was like 14 so I, I watched you know like Niga Higa and like you know Sh uh, Shane Dawson which you know R.I.P. his career but uh, <laughs> all these other people right who were like killing it at the time yeah. and I was like oh this is cool this is fun like I I don't have any of these because they're on an old computer I wish I did but like <laughs> I remember like I used to love skateboarding and like ripstick and all those like Are I had kidding? every other version of skateboard like there was one called yeah. soul skate it was like this little one and I, I got all of them and i would always do like a little review with my camera oh, oh my, my god gosh. so it's funny because it. it's kind of similar but i saw my, my little brother i catch him one day with that little camera like on the on the tv and it's like a cartoon or like wow <laughs> or something like some he was super young he was like look at this and i was like yeah it's already, <laughs> it's already been created but i'm glad you recreated it but, uh, <laughs> that's great that's hilarious but um that's awesome so you guys were the, one of the first to do at least that you were aware of in our you, circle for sure yeah yeah to do photo and film yeah yeah what's yeah. that dynamic like because i i do know through my own wedding mm -hmm. that there's like vendors for every little thing so was that kind of how it was like there was a photo specific um, and then video specific people so yeah well one thing i think is important to note like video is not nearly as popular as photo is in the wedding world yeah right? like not not even close i wow. mean it's definitely gained traction yeah, i think with sure. like you even see like content especially you these days like video content performs yeah so much better than photo but like yeah when four years started, ago though, wow no, yeah, i true. mean it still performed better i'm not gonna lie but yeah. like it wasn't like i don't know it just wasn't as big mm. yeah so i like it kind of started with that end of it because Morgan was like, I'm a photographer. I was like, I'm not a photographer. Yeah, that's actually not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I, the only thing like with cameras creatively that I did in church was like do like announcement videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, mm. I know kind of how to edit a video in Premiere. Like let's just yeah. Yeah. go that route. And so that's kind of how that started. And bro, like when we like launch, we didn't, well launch, I say launch, when we like went into phase zero <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, went into like phase zero I I was like I have to learn how to be a videographer like a legitimate yeah. one and so bro I would spend no lie like 16 17 hours a day on YouTube on YouTube dang just watching like Peter McKinnon yeah <laughs> all, the, all the all the guys just like learning how to be a filmmaker yeah. mango wow. street like everybody mango just street learning how to be a filmmaker and yeah. i did that for like four or five months yeah just like every day bro just Dude. all in and so i think it's so funny that y'all are like my first camera was like this little camera my first camera is a sony a7s2 i'm bougie, oh my okay? god yeah. <laughs> so so, be nice. no, i financed it okay it was my first line of credit <laughs> that's what no one actually talks about yeah, like yeah. he literally had to finance this camera literally because that's um, where we were again yeah. 20 and broke had nothing to lose Whoa. but apparently our credit was something we were fine yeah. with losing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. apparently so um so yeah, so I got that camera and I was just like testing, bro. I would be outside just like video. Like, I wow, look I at that like, leaf. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would video the raindrop coming off the leaf and wow. then I would put it in slow-mo, put like a mat. Well, that's cinematic, there, bro. Like, I don't care what everybody says. That's peak. That's peak. Dude, <laughs> that's when you know you've officially made it. Dude, Dude bad flower petals, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. all that just like anything so, that could catch wind, it's like, gotta get it in slow-mo. Yeah, it must bro, happen. Literally. So... <laughs> So, so that well. Also, we didn't get a wedding film. 
Mm. Like we didn't we didn't get a video. For Please stop right where you're at. And so <laughs> here we go. So embarrassing. No, no, no. But this is like honestly like, worse than the cringy Facebook photos. Bro, so we had we had booked a wedding. Some of our friends have booked us to do a wedding. And we were like, cool, I'm gonna do video for it the whole yeah. nine. And so I'm like, I gotta practice. Like I gotta figure out how to do this. And yeah. so we went into our backyard. She put on her wedding dress. Literally our backyard. Like there are so many other places you can go to <laughs> yeah, practice like that are not a backyard. So she put on her wedding dress. I put on my suit and we like videoed each other. Just Dang. like the role of like us just like walking around the backyard. To this day, I don't let him play it. <laughs> Dude, I do not let him play it. I'm like that and person who doesn't So you'll email like it to that. me and we'll yeah, put yeah, it yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so then we went up to our room and filmed each other like doing our vows, like reading our vows. Wow. And so I put yeah, you that say together. wow. It's like actually like, ooh. No, oh, I'm excited. This is awesome because I'm it's like so seeing bad. like, I'm seeing the foreshadowing. Cause like, it's yeah. horrible. It, yeah, it was, well, it's I mean, it was, it's really cool to look back at, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I pieced it together. This was like my first like go <laughs> at it. And um, dude, it was embarrassing. But like, it, it was that kind of stuff like at the start that was like, it, like it's just embarrassing you but look it's like back also at it and you're like, like whoa i, dang, I grew like, i was like willing to do yeah whatever it took yeah you know? that's so true and so um that's kind of how that that piece started but as far as like photo and video like it really wasn't a thing when we first started and so we knew we had a leg up yeah mm. that's like true. not only were we photo video but and this is like commonplace now in our in our industry but right we were the first that, that we knew of that were not only photo video, but husband and wife. Oh yeah. That's a big thing. Video. We, at that time, there was a lot of like coming up husband and wife photography duos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we were like, Ooh, let's one up that let's do I'm photo your video. Yeah. The branding behind y'all's, y'all's thing was insane. I have to say, I don't want anyone to steal this, but it worked really well. And we're not photo. <laughs> we're not video anymore. At least. Yeah. Our, like when we started Facebook ads, excuse me, it, I will never forget this like iconic, it might not work today in today's like advertising, but it uh -huh. worked back then. We had said one, um, one photographer, one videographer, one contract. And it like literally. That uh, ad bro probably booked us 40 weddings. It, was that like easily, the title of the ad? That was, that was, so like, that was the, like the header. Yeah, the header. Oh, the header and it was like, wait, copies. like, because that's how, that's how not, super popular that was yeah and also we were a no-brainer because our pricing no one told us like hey you need to charge more even though you're yeah. new because you're giving two full services when i say we did like full day coverage photo video like nine ten minute film oh my god it's like horrible what was it like i mean it's normal like people start like that but it was <laughs> low I, I, mean, don't I don't I don't I don't want to say a number because I don't remember what it was, but it was low. Like, yeah, it was low, low, low. Yeah, it was low. And low. well, when you book like 50 of those for the next year, you're like, what did I do? This monster I created is like taking over my yeah. life. Yeah, but that's it was the worst. beautiful. That's honestly, though, I, that's a good a good thing to talk about, like pricing in the creative field. I can't even imagine in the wedding side, because like yeah. if you're not like super like boss with it, like it can be really easy to get kind of like complacent, like. You know, when the bride is like, you know, but like we really wanted this and then you just throw it in last minute and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And the thing is, if you once you start pricing at a certain amount, it's hard to level up from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was hard for us. <laughs> how did y'all because you say you started there. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, a majority of people watching this are probably going to be creative people. How did you get 
or how did you decide, okay, I need to charge more? And what was that process like? Yeah, so I'll I'll let Go you ahead. tell it, but I'm gonna set a foundation. When we started, we, like, like I said, I would spend 16, 17 hours a day watching creative stuff. Yeah. We didn't know squat about business. Mm-mm. And that was a huge detriment. Mm. And so we just weren't, we weren't doing anything. Like there was what, probably six months, July to yeah. December, yeah, about six months where we, we're like dead, like nothing yeah. happening. And so um, we just didn't know anything about business. And so that's what was killing us. And that's uh-huh. why we were charging so little, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we try, decided like, hey, we need to figure out how to run a business and yeah. not just take photos. And so once we did that, like that was that was really the foundation. I'll let you say whatever you're gonna say, but just to like lay a foundation. Yeah. When yeah, we yeah. started, we knew nothing about nothing business. About business. Nothing and about it business, wasn't until yeah. we decided to like take action on that part of it that things everything kind of blew up. And then yeah. like when it comes to pricing, oh my gosh. Um when we knew it was time to like increase was when <laughs> we had zero objections, like ninety percent of the time to our pricing. Mm, um yeah we were booking like four or five weddings a week like at that Jeez. time like the second i would yeah. close my computer we would get another lead like i would have been working like it was psycho 13 hours and then i would close my computer leave the room my phone would go off another lead from that really psycho. good facebook ad yeah and it was fine but like people had zero objections and i'm not saying that like that's that's not good it is good um but when people really have like when you get that reaction that it's like oh oh yeah oh, really absolutely. Oh, y'all are just like, that much and like every yes. client is like that it's like okay you're and like those yeah. clients had no idea like one of them told me she was like because her wedding was like way later she's like i had no idea you guys are so new mm. and i'm like no wonder you signed so fast but like the other thing when it comes to pricing was something we did back then was like you know sometimes we would maybe not include an engagement session in the proposal that we sent over and we're like if they were pretty warm already and when they knew they kind of wanted to book but they just needed that extra like you know yeah. push we'd be like all right well if you book within like if you sign the contract pay the retainer within 48 hours like we'll add the engagement session Dang. for free like things like that where you yeah. can kind of create urgency um and also just like serving them for what they need because like sometimes people don't want engagement sessions and stuff like that in our industry yeah. um it's actually becoming really not that pop like kind of dying out as far as like popularity really? goes like not very many people it's not as it's not as big of a deal as it used to be well i will say well that's weird you said photo isn't as needed you said or as requested engagement sessions oh mm-hmm. oh yeah that's like the one before right yeah okay yeah that's crazy so it's yeah. it's been a journey um yeah. and then we obviously i don't know if you know this but we took video out of like yep Yep, our stuff that, yeah. um yeah, that was the best decision i have ever made in my whole life why <laughs> you know i try not to like wave a red flag when everyone's like photo and video for weddings but like sometimes i'm like oh yeah the, well the reason i say that is because i enjoyed doing it but the volume there was, it was well i remember i remember seeing you up at the church editing yeah and you like you telling me straight up like bro i've, I've literally haven't stopped editing for like seven days no and, for real it like I, I i remember yeah. you saying that that's why there, there, I mean, there would get points where I would yeah. I would edit for like 17 hours a day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like and then for for like two weeks straight. Yeah. Well, when you have one triple header and I mean, we had we had like seven, lot. seven weddings in like one of the Octobers. It was three one weekend, three the next weekend and then another like one the next weekend. Yeah. Editing video for all of that. And you all did you all have like a quick turnaround? Is that what made it? 
Photo was weeks. really quick, um, just because I'm like one of the, I'm, it's just I'm that person who's like my mental health backdoor when it comes to like mm. delivering. Um, it's not healthy. I don't recommend it. I've outsourced since then. <laughs> um, but when it comes to video, it's so hard. Like we couldn't, you couldn't really outsource that. Yeah. It's well, tough. we could have. You could have, but I it's like with, the, with what we were yeah. also having to like with what we were charging, it honestly would have broken even after taxes. Yeah, like what? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which hey. Might as well, right? <laughs> Your sanity would have been there. But Dude. that's kind of like why yeah. why we took video out at least is because just a lot of people were expecting it to be like half the price of photo. Yeah. And it's triple the work. That's so it, weird. It, is, was that actually weird. a thing? Like an that's so, like an so statistically, video couples typically have about 40% of the budget for video set aside as they do for photo. Yeah, they don't. They don't realize. I mean, but that's so weird. Maybe because in their head, it's like it's it's a priority thing. Mm. It's priority. Like for years and years and years and years. Like you okay. can go to yeah. a, um, like an antique shop and find photos. It's just something that's always been super prioritized. Like no, that makes you sense. You see all the time, and I think and I think it has its like, I mean, family formals. Like what are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, Get yeah. that in a video? Like yeah. not really. Right. Um, and so it's things like that where it's all those little like frozen moments. Mm. Um, and it was really hard to communicate just the importance of it because like at some point someone's budget can't actually budge, you know? Right. I mean, when Sylvia and I got married, I, I told her, I was like, obviously I want a video. I'm a videographer, but like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, but so it wasn't necessarily that they thought that it was worth X amount. They just didn't want to pay yeah High amounts for that because yeah. it's not i mean we didn't get a video yeah <laughs> it's like crazy to think but like we didn't get a video that's real yeah, yeah yeah that's just that was that was where we were at and we prioritized photo and we spent mm. like three thousand dollars on our photographer and mm. wow like we were both servers at red lobster like we didn't have that you know mm -mm. and so that was like a huge huge thing for us to like even just right get a photographer but we were like we really want someone who's gonna like capture everything and so Kind of, it's kind of wild to think of. I don't know. We were sitting there telling everyone yeah. like, "Video's so important," and it is. But then we were like, Ooh, "We didn't yeah. have money for it." So <laughs> no, that's 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 funny. I want to stay on the topic of of you know client relationship because I again, so me personally, you know, I, I second shot a wedding with you guys. Mm -hmm. I second shot a few weddings with a few other filmmakers. Dude, that was I so did fun. That. I that remember fun. that wedding. It was a good one. It was a good <laughs> one. The power went out. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it I did. Remember. I remember it was fun. It was wow, a good you're time. a real one. You know, it was <laughs> honestly though, it was cool because it was like in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, it was beautiful. Like that, yeah, mm -hmm. it was cool. And your camera overheated. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Never forget. <laughs> That's when I ditched Sony. That's yep. when you Never said no back. more Sony, <laughs> dude. But um, yeah. So I can't stand the pressure mm -hmm. whatsoever. Like legit, when I'm with you, I feel like if I'm second shooting, it's different because like, yeah, you know, and not not to be mean, all right. And hope this doesn't affect all of my relationships moving forward. But if I miss something. You know, I don't really feel that bad as if it's like, oh, all the weight is on me. You right. know? Yeah. I um, mean, I think everyone can agree with that. Yeah, like okay, I okay. <laughs> like I think as a lead photographer yeah. and when I like second shoot with my friends, like you just naturally. It's, it feels nicer. It's funny. It's like calm. And fun. Yeah. yeah. But we'll come back to that. But what I want to know is since I don't really have that experience of going like D to C, like direct to like people, mm -hmm. I'm usually with businesses. So right. budgets it's an easier conversation mm -hmm. because you know they either already have a budget or yeah. you know it's very easy for me to be like well you're gonna make money so you need to pay money yeah like, with you guys you know obviously it's memories it's a wedding mm -hmm. but 
it, I would imagine it's a little harder because it's people. It's there's no mm-hmm. marketing budget. You know what I mean? So yeah, how is that kind of affect the way you guys pitch and and, and whatnot? It's really interesting because you really have to. This is a, this sounds like a bad word because it sounds sharky, but you have to finesse the way you mm. approach it. Um, there's you a lot of nuance. You don't have to finesse. You just it. have to have a no, good. No, what I mean is, psychology. I told you it's a bad way to yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of nuance to it, and yeah. so. Um, and ju- I think the way, just a way, I guess, that that we approached it is um, realizing, first of all, you have to, like, understand as a business owner in this industry that every piece of their wedding is luxury. Mm. Like, it's a luxury to have a photographer. It's a right. luxury to have, yeah. like, that you are not key. The only key for them is a, an efficient and a witness. Right. Like, yeah, if we really want to break it down, everything other than a pastor and a witness is dispensable. They don't right. have to have you. And so approaching it from that perspective, but then also like the way we communicate it um, had to be really, really specific mm-hmm. and really, um, there's a lot of sales psychology that that went into it. But I think the way we mostly approached it, and I mean, I want your thoughts on this too, babe, but the, I think the main way we approached it is kind of approaching it the same way you probably approach a business in that like, yeah, this is an investment. No, you're not going to make money off of this, but this is an investment like yeah. mm. into your but you family. Said, that was key, like the luxury thing. I never thought yeah. about it that way, but that's that's so smart. Like if you're telling them up front and the branding you guys had, mm. y'all felt luxurious when I saw your websites. And I remember you showed me like the form that they would sign <laughs> on and whatnot, like it feels luxurious. I feel like, you know, if I was buying, you know, a Lamborghini, you know, you think about it the whole time. If when you're there, you feel the pressure of like the luxury mm-hmm. and like, you know, at any moment you can just step out. Like it's not like a, a Kia yeah. where it's like a super easy thing you can get. Right. But uh, that's that's a key. That's that's a key thing. The luxury thing, because, yeah, I always thought about it. Like, how do you tell someone like you need to have photos? But that's the key. You don't. Um, you don't no. need to have well, it. I guess you something that. I do is I like hop on the phone because we still I mean I, I take less weddings now but like we still take weddings right and I think you just listen you just get on the phone and you're like talking to them about what they need and like I think my biggest advice for any photographers if they're in specifically the wedding industry mm-hmm. is like don't assume a couple knows anything that you're saying Mm. like if i go to a car dealership and they start talking cars i couldn't even get i literally can't even give an example (laughs) of what they might say because it's not my language it's not what i talk about um and the same way is like when clients hear about photography pricing uh, nine times out of ten photographers are like this how many hours you get me does that couple Mm. know how many hours it takes no they don't so a huge thing that I do is I'm not like, how many hours of coverage do you need? I'm like, what all parts of the day do you want photographed? Or, um, and then just me having shot so many weddings, I'm like, okay, if they're not having to travel between locations, like if it's all at one place, they want the tail end of getting ready and they probably want an exit or something like that. Then that's probably like eight hours, Mm. give or take. Now, if there's like, they're getting ready to hotel and they're traveling 35 right, minutes in DFW yeah. traffic <laughs> to get to their ceremony on a Saturday. Like, and then they have to drive to the venue, which is another yeah. 45 minutes or something like that is when you kind of start, you just kind of know like, mm. Oh, that person definitely needs 10 hours for everything they want. And then you yeah. tell them like confidently, like to capture everything that you want. I start everything with that. I'm like, 
and I'll even give them all of my like pricing and collections and I'll make a note. Like I'm right. like on the six hour collection, they do not need the six hour collection. It's not going to be enough. Yeah. The thing is, is selling to them. It's not, we had a coach tell us, tell us this one time. She was um, a sales psychology coach and she's like, stop thinking of selling as selling, selling mm. is serving. So when I know what my client needs and I know what they need, even if it's over their budget and I tell them what they need, they can trust me as a professional because I know what I'm doing. Wow. They've never, they've never gotten married before. Right. Nine times out that of right. 10. That brings a really good point. Because nine times out of 10. <laughs> nine yeah. out of 10. <laughs> they haven't gotten married before. Yeah, I mean, realistically though. A really good yeah, point. Yeah. As far as this whole, like, how do you sell people and convince them they need photos? At the end of the day, they're going to get a photographer. Most people mm -hmm. are going to get a photographer for their wedding. And what we had to realize is, and what a lot of people don't realize and why so many people struggle in this industry is you okay this sounds bad at the front but let me explain your photos are not going to sell you yeah mm. that's true almost every single photographer in the game today is freaking incredible yeah yeah like almost every single one of them that's true so like my photo like your photos are not enough like my we had to realize that like our yeah. photos are not enough yeah they're not like sure obviously that's our deliverable but like at the end of the day i mean they why? should be good yeah of course <laughs> they of should course. definitely be good but my point <laughs> is like you should care my point is like we've all like i think every business owner asks the question how am i supposed to stand out well the, mm. I, the obvious answer yeah. is well stand out with your photos yeah. or but your style or you like change your editing but yeah style. But so this industry like, is at a point where that's not good enough anymore like every photographer is so freaking good yeah. And and so we had to realize, like, OK, what else is it going to be? Mm -hmm. And I think the the shift that we had to make was, OK, if my photos are not going to be the selling point, then we need to be the selling point. Mm. Yeah. And and really making it clear. And I guess I'll say it this way, the way we persuaded people, the way we sold people is that sounds so us. bad. <laughs> no, it's you're convincing people of what they need. Yeah. But it's. It's less on our photos and more on us as the ex as the experts. Yeah, it's like a 50-50. More, more as us as the um, as the um, what am professionals. Yeah, the professional. That's yeah, and even like, just people because I, I we, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, this sure. theme keeps popping up, but it's the whole thing. Like people want to work with people who they like. Yes, especially and on a wedding day. This is something bro, we tell people all the time. Huge. I like, start listen, I start consultation we, calls with this. No, literally, I'm not we tell we tell every <laughs> single one of our of our potential couples like listen we are going to be the person you spend the most time with on your wedding. Yeah. That's more true. than your fiance, more than your mom, more mm -hmm. than your wedding party, more than anybody. You're going to yeah. be spending the most time with us. You got to, you got to like, I see say that. that. I remember in the wedding I shot with you guys, you were like running the whole bride. Uh, I think it was the, when the, when the father came in and like first yeah. look with the, with the dad, yeah. I remember Morgan was basically coordinating the whole, well, coordinating <laughs> the whole thing. And I was like, Sheesh, I wonder if she gets paid for that. I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I should start sending invoices. But um, <laughs> no, it's I and I think that's actually a huge part of why so many people like loved us and booked us is like right. I was very upfront that like I'm going to help you with your timeline. And I have like efficient ways of doing that that don't take for my life, but serve yeah. my like clients. Um, there was just so many things that that we had to realize made us different. And mm. a huge thing for us was like capturing guests at ceremonies. And we talk about it. Like we talk about on our Instagram, we talk about how like, listen, you're important, but like 
don't you want to see everyone was that was there too? And this is an example of like we found holes that photographers weren't filling and filled them. This yeah. is a great example. Yeah. We there's so talk many, more about that. What was that? What was well, that like? yeah. So honestly, a lot of it came from like people we know their experience with their wedding photographers mm-hmm. mm. and realizing that like we had friends that would come back. Well, first of all, we had one friend that um you know that their wedding photographer lost their photos Mm. and so that in our brain is like that's a hole that needs to be filled okay so we invested a freak ton of money into a backup system yeah that's so important not only does that protect us but that's also a selling point to our couples of course we are absolutely not gonna lose your photos Mm. okay then what she was just saying we noticed that a lot of, of wedding photographers are like so so inundated with photographing a couple mm. that like we had friends who didn't have a single photo of like their grandparents on wow. their wedding day and so yeah, it's like photographers are, are we saw that like they're valuing the wrong thing and that's what you're just Dude. saying yeah and you we see that hole and we just filled it that's yeah. so cool so y'all yeah. innovated yeah because nobody I else mean, doing it that. was just like important and i think when you are a part of so many wedding days you stop caring like not stop caring yeah like I remember when I started photographing weddings, couples portraits was like, dude, Ooh. top of the yeah. list. Yeah. And then it was like a good details. Like Cause it was the cool thing, right? Details photo and all that. Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. all like the IG worthy stuff. And then you just realize that like all these years from now are these 80 and 90, 90 year olds going to be like posting on Instagram, their right. couples portraits for everyone to like, no, right. their friends and family want to see everyone. Like when someone's reliving the day, like if all you have is a bunch of like detail photos, don't get me wrong. I love detail photos and I make time for them, but like, that's not, that's not my main priority. Yeah. Couples portraits. I'm, I'm good at them. I've done them literally hundreds of times, but that's not like the main priority. Like we right. prioritize yeah including everyone else and we talk about it and we talk about our backup system like we talk about how we back up all of our like galleries online in case our house burns down because no one wants to think about like the worst case scenario but that's someone's one day right that they invested in you for we talk about the fact that when we leave a wedding day their sd cards are clipped to my hip literally and a waterproof case so if our car goes over a bridge they're protected like (laughs) literally like you have to think of these things that's how if that's how much I would protect my wedding photos yeah. you like yeah, I mean, yeah. that's how much you would protect them and I think that people get so caught up in the booking that like really following through to the end I don't yeah. care like our contract would cover us if we lost photos right do I ever want ever to have to come to that never mm-hmm. ever ever and I think from a business perspective like do, I, everything that you're saying from a business perspective is just shifting the focus from like as far as like what we photograph what you're just saying like we realized there was a there was a shift and I don't really know when this happened, but I remember talking about it and there was a shift and we were like, we are not here. I'm not at this person's wedding for my portfolio. This is not a wow. style shoot. This I'm is not this, content. I'm at, yeah, wow. I'm, not, I'm not here for my IG feed. Like no. I'm here for their memories. I'm like, not shooting this wedding so I can book more weddings right. to shoot them to book more weddings. It doesn't make any sense. Right. No, I see what you're you saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like from, a business, kind of perspe- a-, from a business perspective, everything shifted for us when we it sounds so simple, but like so many people don't do it when you actually put your clients first. Yeah. <laughs> Profound Never. concept. Wow. Imagine, <laughs> imagine putting clients first. creative culture is so toxic because it's always talking about, y'all seen the memes where it's like, well, this client sucks because of this, this client sucks because of this. And I think, you know, I, I always rag on wedding photography and cause again, the pressure and all mm-hmm. that and like, oh, me, 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 me. But that's the beautiful part, huh? Like when I think of, I do a lot of work for, for my church 
when I think of that, I'm like, oh, it makes me feel good. And right. it's like, this is like, I want to do it because mm-hmm. I love doing it. And because I feel like I'm doing something good for yeah. another thing, mm-hmm. another thing bigger than me. That's that's the plus side. There is almost no better feeling than when a couple of ours like has a big thing. And that, okay, just for an example, we've had a lot of our couples like a grandparent will pass mm. away. Seeing them post that photo that I took of their oh. speech during their wedding. Yeah. Like and it's there like, is nothing. They like weren't that. even the person giving the speech though. No. Like they were just sitting there or they were just watching the first dance. And like you get like, I don't know if you can picture this with me, but like say that's a grandparent and then like in the four the blurry is like the dancing happening. And it's like that type of like, that's emotion right there. It like sounds kind of morbid, but like we think about that stuff when we're at a wedding. Yeah. We think about like, yo, like when this person passes away, like this photo right here. Tip number one, just think about all the people who could die tomorrow. (laughs) Your photos will be great. Everything else is like, think of everyone naked. This one's think of everyone dead. Think of everyone just like. Okay, even if it's not dead though, like, Think about when their parents are 80, yeah. 85, mm-hmm. and they can look back at their wedding photos and see how their parents looked at their wedding and how their parents were looking at them where they were up at the it's altar. This crazy. is also something that people don't talk about a lot, but like, I'm, you, I know you experienced this at, at your wedding, but like, when you're getting married, it's a freaking blur. Oh, dude. And so the day ends and you're like, what just oh, happened dude. especially during the ceremony like yeah. i i don't remember anything except for like looking at her yeah. during our ceremony and so like having photos of their parents looking at them during the ceremony and just like the awe and the love like mm. those are the those are the kind of photo dude screw the mountaintop like those are cool but like screw yeah. those that's yeah. the photo that i want because yeah. that's the ones that really yeah. matter and so it's dude. just that shift of like really like prioritizing and thinking about what's going to really mean the most to yeah. my client that my portfolio bump because I took them to downtown Dallas on a street yeah. or yeah. taking some time getting photos of them hanging out with their family. I just think there's a yeah. way to do both. Yeah. yeah for there's sure. a way to like do, there's a way to, to be creative and also have the flow of like never losing their perspective. I think especially just in the current like climate, we had um, a wedding last year where, um, one of the partners, I don't want to like clarify, but like yeah, yeah. one of them was really sick, really ill and naturally with the world, like yeah, had right. to stay home. And I, we were at their reception, which was in their house, like in just this like foyer and it was beautiful. And I literally at some point, I think started like tearing up and kind of crying a little bit because I looked around and the only people that were there besides us was one videographer, mm. um, both of their parents and then their siblings like no one else could come. Wow. No one else could come. Yeah. Like one of their brothers even couldn't like make it because they were just like oh. worried about was like the field he worked in and all that. And I just like looked around and I was like, because I have a camera, mm. like because I have this skill to capture what's happening. They wanted me to come here and tell the story of their day yeah. for all of the people who couldn't make it. Like yeah. what is like truly could not be more grateful for just the the times that had like the many times that that type yeah. of situation has happened or like yeah. in a getting ready room or something like that where private last dance always i'm never not like oh like tearing up because yeah. i'm like i'm seeing this with my own eyes like and photos are valuable don't get me wrong but like we know photos are still just a glimpse of like how it right. really feels to be there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And that never, that's never and like that, lost that pers- like that perspective and that gratefulness, like that wouldn't have never happened had we not had that mindset shift right? of yeah. focusing on like what really matters to our couples. Because yeah. that photo that she's talking about, that moment, dude, that room was horribly lit. Like awful. Like mm-hmm. I think we had to turn the photos black and white because it was that bad. Sometimes. <laughs> but like sometimes. <laughs> but it didn't matter. Yeah. It was like I don't care how this looks. Like what matters is the moment. Yeah. And that would have never happened. And the clients didn't care either. Dang. No. This is their child. Like Heck this is a no. child at home. Of course. Yeah. And like I don't care how yellow the walls look in my photos. I mean, I'll try to like even it all out, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like at the same time, like who cares how yellow the photo fo- like the walls yeah. are. Who cares if it's perfect skin tones? Like these are people, human beings sharing a time in their life together, pure joy on their face. Do Are we really going to care about like <laughs> how yellow the, the walls painted? Yeah. Like really going to care about that? And so I think just after you photograph like so many moment based stuff, I know like content is like kind of different, but like when it comes to moment stuff, yeah. those are the things we start talking like in consultations about because that's, yeah that's our that's their like marketing budget right there it's like what what do you want to remember i always say that i'm like what do you want to remember like at after all is said and done you have your photos back like what it what are the moments you want to see i don't want to be like do you like candid or posed (laughs) when you see how easy it was for us to just talk about that for 10 minutes we do that with a couple they're like yeah of course yeah like of course Mm -mm. yeah I mean, like, and I can. My I can. parents, or they have horror stories from their friends' weddings. Oh, dude! Wow, you yeah. guarantee them that that won't be them. They're gonna book you for yeah. sure. For <laughs> and you sure. tell them how at least. Like, don't yeah. just be like, oh, "That's not gonna be me." Yeah, you I tell mean, them how. But the whole waterproof thing got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's admiring you. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. I'll say this. I remember for our wedding, we had Jacob. Jacob came in and he captured some photos, and then we had another photographer who we had in mind, um, and then like. At the end, it was such a roller coaster, but really, we just couldn't afford a photographer. Mm-hmm. And then you came, and then you brought your camera, and you came, and you literally, you know, you took so many photos that to this day, I'll I'll go back and I'll see exactly what you're talking about. And I never, I just thought, oh, it's an event. You're gonna she see them differently. Stuff. Watch. But the fact, <laughs> no, the fact that you went out of your way to capture my sister smiling, you know, I yeah. remember there was one photo of my sister and my mom together. Like I, they were reacting to something. I don't know what it was, but they looked so happy and like things like that. Like Sylvia has a photo of, of her and her mom like together in the while they were getting there. And, you know, and but and of course, my my groom's party being completely hammered. Uh, <laughs> those are always fun to look back at. True. But, um, True. No, I mean, knowing that you guys go out of your way to like that's a part of your strategy. Mm-hmm. like that's a no i didn't know that yeah. that's a no-brainer like obviously yeah. i'm gonna pick you and i think so many people creators in general in the wedding space a million percent because photos can tend to look so similar sometimes mm-hmm. especially nowadays and it's like but i remember when i was starting because you know you know on instagram i started as a photographer right i always did video but like i only posted photos yeah. on instagram and i was so inundated and like worried about how my grid looked and like, mm-hmm. and cause you know, when you don't have a budget for a website or like, you know, that's your, that's your, that's website. your, that's yeah. your portfolio. Yeah, for sure. But for me, it was always like, 
I gotta make sure the tones match and like you know this, this mm-hmm. one's vignetted the next two have to be vignetted too because you know they gotta make it look you good gotta be consistent <laughs> and, and 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 i would go into whatever i was shooting yeah with that intent and with that mindset and like not only does that stress you out one and limit you too because you you can't and do the three, other thing it's impossible because lighting is like never the same exactly how can you do it unless <laughs> it's like a stage thing yeah um but some you know that realization and you know i feel like as you mature as a creative you get to it eventually majority mm-hmm. due to like burnout because you're tired of doing the same thing yeah. over and over again mm-hmm. but like that realization if you if you haven't felt this yet let this be your thing but like just wait yeah yeah or just <laughs> wait and you'll get to it eventually um realizing that whatever you're doing is for somebody for yeah even if it's for business it's yeah. for a dream mm-hmm. it's for you know whatever i mean you know that something that really impacted me is this whole covid thing like it made me double think everything because i'm like yeah you 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 lose when you're in the commercial space you lose this empathy of like this or that or whatever especially when you start going into like the mid to big business because it's like okay i mean they're, they're just throwing money around i'm just i just i'm filling a spot right. in their budget mm-hmm. and it's like no like at the end of the day like billy still went out of their way four years ago yeah. to build this thing and like mm-hmm. yeah when you like this when is you, somebody's dream oh, dude. and like we have a friend who organizes like photo shoots for their company and it's like even if it's even if that person isn't the one who was like forking out the cash like somebody is over here like i may not care about this product but like somebody really cares about this gave their life to it and like there are employees and like you think about the employees even if they're they don't love their job like they're still there working for this company and like in this weird small way you're helping further the company which is putting money in all the people's pockets like are you you're feeding children basically as it was your photos yeah. you're feeding children um <laughs> how does that how does that make Look it that feel around, yep. um but like really when That's you start real. breaking it down like somebody cares about what you're doing yeah. yeah um no matter how big or small the budget honestly is and like it's it's also okay to serve people by leading them to someone else like if their budget doesn't fit you that's a huge way to also serve someone um is just putting them in someone else's hands who you trust who maybe doesn't have the same expenses as you or something like that obviously you're not walking around asking about people's expenses but you know when someone charges more or less right um and like doing that uh, that helps too that's also serving them and serving the company well and all that so exactly i think what this all breaks down to is just taking the ego out of business Mm. like everything we're talking about is like that's what it is yeah we're taking yeah. The, like this whole thing about like not caring about my portfolio caring about my couple like this whole thing about focusing on this business owner's dream coming to life rather than it just being my tuesday project like as what that is is taking the ego out of business because that's yeah. where that comes from like i think so many people are caught up in that like you know with this whole thing of instagram feeds and like things got to be right. So instead of taking, you know, this, this couple to a spot that really matters to them, no, I'm going to take them to ticket to Dallas skyline. So my feed's on point. Yeah. Like that's, that's ego. Yeah. And so when you take the ego out of business, like you bring empathy into it. Yeah. Like, I think that is huge and that's not strategy. That's just like, just having compassion for people but <laughs> yeah it works like yeah yeah i think people see that really you're just doing the job people like people who aren't creatives thought you were doing all along exactly. <laughs> they didn't know yeah. you were like oh no this has to be like aesthetic please <laughs> they had no idea they just yeah. thought they were hiring you to capture like these important things and like you said it i mean there's a medium like you can do yeah. both and right. y'all did it i remember you brought a, a prism or something and like I or, did. or you did like some <laughs> uh like what's that called? The shutter drag. Yeah, that. At your reception. <laughs> that. I remember I tried doing shutter drags like I mean, when I first learned about it with took cars. Took me forever to learn. 
like forever to learn. That's so hard. <laughs> I can't even imagine because like, I don't know if it's the same thing. Is a shutter drag, you know, when the car, when it's like moving and then you do that and yeah, everything else is moving. Yeah. Is uh, that the that, same yeah, thing? Yeah, that's kind of like, I mean, sometimes people do them with, or they just like elongate the shutter. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. they get the movement. Um, but I think technically it's, this is, it's like the same. same yeah. Kind of I use slow shutter concept. for both. Yeah. It's just the, yeah, the action. But I can't even imagine how it works in the, with the people. Cause when, they, when it's a car, you know, it's going 10 miles per hour. It's not going to stop going 10 miles per hour. But like if someone's yeah. going, wow, you get it. Like, it must yeah, be. it's, um, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically you blast them and the flash like catches the person and almost oh. freezes the person. And then the lights behind them, like, phew. that's so cool. I didn't know that. It's, so like with, so what with, <laughs> with what we do, it's like, for your example, it's the cars moving. For us, it's actually us moving. So like, yeah, yeah. you take yeah. a photo, then we'll shake the camera. Wow. Yeah, so I got carpal initial, tunnel. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Really? I literally have carpal tunnel. I have to oh save it like God. a wrist thing yeah. because like a 35 is so heavy. Yeah. That when you're like taking the photo first, while you're like this, and then you're like this with the camera to get no, this. No, that's horrible. I literally was Either like. Wrist, dude. Rip, yeah, literally rip my wrist because oh, you need a tablet. <laughs> so <you don't> <laughs> <have> to, <laughs> Honestly, crazy. I tried to like make presets like four shutter drags, but like that really would only work in like Photoshop. And I'm yeah. not putting that many photos through oh, Photoshop. No, it's Forget it. I'll take the carpal tunnel. <laughs> I'll take the carpal tunnel all day. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's crazy. So I want I want to talk about. Um, I, I didn't think about this before, but you guys are. <laughs> you know, I love my wife. Let me just start by saying I love my wife. <laughs> We love your wife too. We love Thank her you. too. Love, everyone loves my wife. They love her more Shout than me. Cool. Shout out Sylvia. Come on. Shout out Sylvia. Shout out. Um, but y'all, see, running a business with my wife, that seems tough. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited for this part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and again, it's not even <laughs> it's not even for any other reason than just like it seems hard. Like it is. How did y'all do it? Because y'all mastered it. Y'all been in business for how long? So we're master day, right? Y'all are yours. Four years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cause talk about having ego with clients. I yeah. would imagine there's sometimes, you know. Okay. Sometimes. Everyone take a deep breath. Three, two, one. <laughs> All right. So I'm I just gonna want to be, preface this by saying you better be careful with what you say. <laughs> oh, I'm going when we to leave be, this place. You gotta still go with me. I you know <laughs> what? It's it's done us great. Yes. So yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and like be the person who necessarily like champions like going into business with your significant other um, because just transparently within the last like two years, we've made a lot of shifts um, mm. a lot. So just naturally things just were shifting and I shifted a little bit into um, like education. I help like photographers, you know about that. Yep. yep. We'll um, talk about that later. Oh, gotcha. And that. then yeah. he has kind of shifted a little bit into like development. Like he does like mm -hmm. site development for designers and talk about that too. sweet <laughs> um and where that kind of put us in our photography business is we it wasn't it wasn't like working out it just wasn't working out that we were like both fully in this one thing yeah to well, be honest there wasn't enough to do especially when COVID hit there just wasn't enough for right, two people there's right. not 80 hours worth of work to be done in yeah, a yeah, photography yeah. business in COVID yeah. you just screenshot the zooms you it's, literally yeah. what do you do like nothing yeah. there's not anything yeah. to shoot nothing to edit no ad like we're gonna run ads for what weddings you're not gonna book like right, there was nothing right. to do um and I also just think like we realized eventually like we can make it work but like and we we got a, like we get along and we are great teammates like yeah. we, truly i don't think it get any better um but on the other side we're still different people 
and I am very type A <laughs> and I like things done a certain way yeah. and within certain time frames and he's very not. What she's saying everybody is I'm really disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we had to make some adjustments and I, I kind of um, actually was talking with a friend about this the other day. He doesn't know that. Um, and she was asking me about like, you know, everything right now. And I said, honestly, I think, hold on, I do not, this is good, this is a good thing. Um, and I said that, like, I think just, I had noticed after the fact that a lot of the time I was kind of like expecting things of him mm. and setting him up to kind of fail at those things because they were mm. not his strengths. And I, we had honest, like, we don't really argue, like, we don't really argue mm -mm. Um, just as, like, I mean, we just have like our a, things, couple, but like yeah. it just as a couple, like there's really not a lot of like arguing and ugh. yeah, we bickered a lot in business because I would be like, I want to post this photo. And he's like, well, I want to post this photo. And I'm like, are you writing the caption? And he's like, no. And I'm like, then you don't get to say a photo. <laughs> like those types of things, it's like just the little things. they really started yeah. to like wear down or like we would have a different opinion on like what we wanted, like our branding to look like. And it's like yeah. those little tiny truly small things that we both just like have we're both opinionated and i think we love that about Dude. each other yeah but so, when it came to so, business it was like <laughs> yeah Ooh. for sure so i think to your point like i think for a time i i'm not gonna say we mastered it we did not but i think we did really well with it <laughs> yeah. for a while um but i think it got to a point where as you grow as a business owner and you, as an independent human being. And as being. an independent human being, that's also very true. We were 20 years old when we started this yeah. business. Right. Um, as you grow, you shift, you change. Yep. And I think that just happened. And instead of trying to fight it, I think we just embraced it. And that yeah. is, I that right there, embracing instead of fighting change, has been like the stable for our business in wow. general. In our but, life. <laughs> um, but also, I think we just had to, I think we sat down and we just had to, like evaluate okay we can continue doing this we can continue working together that's great but is it worth the strain that it was putting on our marriage mm -hmm. right because like okay anyone that tells you hey we we separate business and marriage really well they're lying yeah like, no it, i can't it's really imagine that's why i came up with i'm one human being half business half person who's married and <laughs> it's it not was possible. well it was hilarious because we did our best for the longest time yeah and we would joke around we would be like um we would get in an argument about business and then later on in the day i'd be like babe you have no idea what my boss told me today i want to punch my boss <laughs> he literally face. would say that he would be like <laughs> he'd be like really quick my boss was so annoying today Dude. and i'm like tell me about it That's and then so i'm like <laughs> i wanted to cuss out my boss <laughs> um so we like we tried to like we tried everything yeah, bro. yeah. Like, separating business and marriage like that's not possible you know what can i add, can i add like the biggest tip if i could tell young us what like of three years ago okay. something it would be that just because we were two people in it didn't mean we were the two people that had to be doing all of it mm. so like the amount of just like mental and marital strain i think it would have helped to just outsource like mm. for me i am a deadlines person i am a like firm believer in deadlines and sometimes like editing would just take longer for him and he would be like kind of a perfectionist. And I want to put six wedding films on your plate. You know, I know, I nice know, but I'm like contract, Darren, contract. And like, that's, that's the difference between yeah. us is he's like, I want it to be perfect. And I get that too. And I'm like, 
kind of a mix of like, I want it to be really perfect, but I also want it to be like done on time. Right, um, right. And I just think we thought we, we could, we didn't think we could justify like outsourcing editing when there was like two of us. Cause remember I said, there's really not a lot to, right, to do for right, a photography right. business um, with 80 hours to fill. Like, what are we going to do? So we're right. like, Oh, we'll edit. Um, and yeah. I just really, I really wish I would have known that like, we should go ahead and like outsource advertising or, outsource just those little things that we would like argue about. So like if there was a deadline issue or something like that, like it would have been worth spending the money to have someone come alongside you and help edit films. Like that type of stuff would have been mm -hmm. so helpful, would have saved, would have been more efficient for our business yeah. and more efficient just for us as partners working together in our business. Would have really changed. Yeah, and to, to be to be fair too, like we don't not work together. We yeah, yeah. very much do. Yeah. Like we just had to make the shifts necessary to continue. Mm -hmm. Did you guys end up outsourcing? Yeah, I so yeah, we don't edit anything right anymore, dude. Um, Teach me your ways. <laughs> you just pay someone easy. money yeah, and yeah. they do it. <laughs> yeah. No, but there's a thing about incredible. that. There's a thing about that in creative. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like, and I've had this conversation a billion times with like 300 other people. So like, I I know the value of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, it's easier said than done because that's video, why I'm asking you guys. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I, I, I would not like, that was a big source of mm -hmm. <laughs> working together yeah. stress for us was like, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't, like I could, I didn't trust yeah. anybody. Like, you there's know, so much nuance to it. And especially so to like your individual. No. And I'm like, as a videographer, no though, you no other editor, right. No other editor is going to tell this story like Ivo. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I can't trust anyone. I can maybe outsource like the color grading, but photos like, are different. Photos are different. Yeah, photos are different. Photos are sure. different. Yeah, shout out Jacob. Take them. He does photos. Take the photos. Edit but the no, photos. To, to be fair, I I ne well I outsourced two wedding films. They were great. Yeah, they were really good. But you still but looked at still, it and was like, I would have done this yeah, differently. Yeah, I was yeah. there. That wasn't it for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not that that person did a bad job. It's just no, it's he's just a not you. Filmmaker. Right? Yeah. So, and also um, you were there on the day you knew the couple for months Correct. and months leading up to the day. Like you just know more. Yeah. You can't really transfer that. Like, like just think about that level of intentionality that we talked about, like with us taking photos and taking video. Like I, I like five times that. With oh. Yeah. Um, and so it was so nuanced. And so I never did. Yeah. But once we cut video out, um, that's why you say that was like the best thing for everything, right? Yeah. Well, I, with that, I say it was the best thing because I was so overwhelmed because right. of the capacity. I didn't have the capacity yeah, that's too much, to take dude. on that many without outsourcing, and I wouldn't outsource. So I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were in a very sticky like we, situation. In our first year, bro, we did 52 weddings. Yeah, 52, 52 or 53, I don't remember. So, so we went from absolutely dude. nothing, absolutely nothing, to six months later doing 52 weddings in a year. And that was the craziest well, thing. 52 in a year. No, like, no, what I'm saying, like that year we did, mm -hmm. we ended yeah. up doing, like yeah. we went from doing nothing to in the next year mm -hmm. doing 52 weddings. And so, um, it was crazy. So then the year after that, we were like not doing that again. So we booked what, like 40, 45. Yeah. We really got back. We really got back. <laughs> I was like, dude, take 10, we took take 10, 10 less. videos off my plate. I'll I'm be horrible good. math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said five. <laughs> I'm so mad. Okay. Continue. Literally. No, I was like, take, take 10 films off my plate. I'll be good. Yeah. Not it was not good. <laughs> like it was still SOS. so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're only like, editing what? 10 hours a day that time. Yeah. <laughs> it was improvement. No, but like I got better as an editor right. the next year. And so I was doing more, being more intentional, being yeah. more right. specific. And so it was still taking the same amount of time. Um, 
And so at that <laughs> we point, have deadlines, I everyone. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Get yeah, this. So, it was too much. Now I commend you guys because seriously, I think that is the most like admirable part of your business that, that y'all have is y'all are married because it's becoming a it's becoming a normal. It's the norm. For yeah. Sure. Like, you know, I see like Blake and, you know, Tasha every every like five. I, I see it. And it's I'm always like, dude, I wonder how much how long because I mean, y'all are, are in business still. Right. Y'all mm -hmm. are still doing yeah. weddings for four years now, you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's crazy because, you know, the way y'all see deadlines for photos uh, that's deadlines for me leaving the socks on the floor or like, <laughs> you know, not doing the dishes Honestly? or taking the trash out. So like, dude, like that on top of, cause I'm assuming, I mean, y'all still have to do people stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like We're still that, married. <laughs> yeah. Like that's too much, dude. But yeah, I seriously, that's wow. awesome. I mean, I'm glad y'all touched on it. I don't want to go too deep into it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that was awesome. So I do want to talk about, um, you guys as you've been transitioning mm. this last year like everyone else on the planet has yeah um what are you guys what are y'all's next steps what have y'all been doing differently nowadays and uh outside of weddings because y'all still do them mm -hmm. but you yeah. know you just launched something really exciting yeah you've been doing something really exciting for over for a little bit now um but going to a little bit about like what you're doing and then we'll talk about yeah so else. well first of all i'll say that we we started shifting before last year happened oh okay which saved our butts last year thank yeah. god that and ppp <laughs> thank you thank you dgt um and and so we started it before because we saw the shift yeah we did like the wedding industry is very 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 much feast or famine mm -hmm. no matter That's how nice. good you are like unless you were like like unless you were like creme de la creme like it is feast or famine so yeah. it's like for everybody there's just like these weird spurts where you'll book 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 yeah book, and then nothing so it's like we saw that and we we're like dude that's not sustainable right on top of the fact that we're like we're out every saturday most mm -hmm. sundays like i want to I want to coach my kids soccer team mm. one day when we have kids. And so I'm like, I don't want to wait till my, we have a kid and my kid figure is four to figure it out. Yeah. So Dude. we're like, we got to start shifting. And so we started doing that probably 2019. Yeah. And 2020 happened and it just forced it to and the rest expedite. of the world said, okay, we'll shift too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just to kind of like, yeah. set that up like we saw cool. the shift first mm -hmm. yeah 2020 really expedited it really hard yeah for sure um it's i always joke that it's really funny how <laughs> my mind has like changed as i grew up and actually got my own business and like started my own business how <laughs> before you start a business you're like i do not want to work a nine to five kill me before yeah. i do that you'll catch me dead before you find me at an office yeah, 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 yeah. you pay for an office every month how funny is that? Co-working spaces for creatives exactly. who pay for offices. I to, do not. Do to not, not be there work, from nine to five. Work you're there eight from, hours a day. Heck yeah. no. I'll just do yeah. <laughs> eight to 11 p.m. I'll do that instead. Yeah. And There's then, something I, I think I heard Mark Cuban say one time. He was like, entrepreneurs are the only people who will work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40. For someone else. That is the truest thing. <laughs> to so avoid really? working yeah, yeah, 40 yeah, yeah, for yeah, someone yeah. else. That's yeah, so and I actually think so it was the true. girl. I don't know. I don't know. Nonetheless, somebody Should on Shark Tank. Should give thing. the woman the credit? Okay. Let's go. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of funny. I always say that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I kind of shifted into helping photographers with like their systems. Um, 
and not just like wedding photographers. Cause I think everyone has a system they need um, mm-hmm. for like booking their clients. It's not like a business coaching type thing. It's literally like, okay, here's how you're going to like, it's more of a tutorial. It's yeah. It's kind of like right? just teaching people. I would I'm trying to think of like a good example. Um, basically just like getting e-sign contracts, like mm. just making it easier for their client. And yeah. because client experience is like, oh my gosh, the biggest thing ever to me, being able to translate that and weirdly enough, serve even more couples mm. through other photographers with like teaching photographers how to have good, <laughs> give good experiences. That's so cool. It's like, wait, so I went from serving what, 50 couples a year to like hundreds and hundreds now at this point, just through other photographers. And then also creating space in the photographer's life because I do think about that. I do think mm. about like, okay, there's so many, a lot of people like women who become moms, they want that like opportunity to stay at home when their kids are little Yeah, and they want time. They need their time. Okay. Well, if they're shooting a session in the evening, like they need, I don't want them to be on phone calls every single evening. I don't want them to have to be on their computers while the only time that their kids are home after school, maybe or something like that. So I just like teach even them how to automate so much so they don't have to do that because That's I think so cool. of myself, I still want to have my photography business. Um, and I, it's like still here, still love it. Um, but when I have kids, like I, I want the time that I'm working to be the only, like I'm phot- photographing to be the only time that I'm working. Well, like, what, what most I want to automate everything else. Yeah. What most people who are in a business don't realize is like, this is so funny. Cause like our family was all like this when we first started, but it was like, oh, you take photos. It's like, I like, like 10% of my yeah. job. Yeah. Like what most people don't realize is like they're sending contracts and they're sending proposals and questionnaires. there's like questionnaires and communicating back and forth with your clients and like reminding your clients, Hey, our hey, session's yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you have a like, session tomorrow. Like all that kind of stuff. That's the majority of what we do. And so like, just to add to what you were saying, what she is so, so, so good at, um, is I guess putting most of not, if not all of that on autopilot. Yeah, I try to I I always call it like hybrid automation where it's like I want a service based business to be able to show up only when they literally have to show up. Mm. Like you can't automate someone taking photos for you. Right. But you can automate a questionnaire. You can automate a link that sends to your client whenever you need to get on a phone call a month before the wedding day or something like that. Like it's those types of things. That's so cool. um, That like just within like a couple of clicks, you can have your whole experience laid out and also just not only saving time for the like photographer, but like helping the couple have a good experience. Like on top of that, it's just a consistent experience for every couple. So you'll notice if you looked at any of our like wedding reviews, honestly, it looks almost copy and pasted because they all talk about the experience (laughs) in like a similar light, which some people can say is like "Uh, bad, whatever. But like people have their own things that they love. But like, I want people to see that my reviews are so consistent Yeah. because the next person who hires me knows what they're getting right. before they even like sign a contract. And so that's like a really big thing. Um, being able to just help free up the entrepreneur from yeah. falling into the trap of, of almost entrepreneurship. It's kind of the trap. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it not looking how they planned. Like, I don't think when anyone dreams of being an entrepreneur, you dream of like putting your family on the back burner mm. or putting your marriage on the back burner. Like you don't, that that's not your dream. So yeah. like, why do we, why do we do it? We don't have to do that. And so that's kind of what I do. That's so cool. That's so cool. I, I have a question. With that, something I've seen, I mean, we've talked about how it is such a people's business mm-hmm. with everything. And I kind of, I know, I know the answer a little bit, but this is kind of a thing that stops me because 
you know, I didn't know about Dubsado. That's that's mm-hmm. the service, right? You put me onto that, so thank, thank you, Morgan. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you, and thank I will you. say you're welcome. I haven't even started it because I'm just like Janet. <laughs> I'm a procrastinator. But um, with that, have you have you ever noticed? Because one of the things I like is that personal touch mm-hmm. of that personal experience. Mm-hmm. Does that take away from it? Because no. what a what a fantastic. Do you want to know what my tagline is? What's your tagline? It's um, streamlining the client experience without losing the client connection. Mm. It's literally my tagline, at least right now. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, so yeah. Morgan it. coined this term. Hybrid automation. That's what hybrid I said. Hybrid automation. Like just a second ago. So basically that's what it is because like you'll see when you look at Dubsado yeah. um, or there's a lot of CRMs like have you ever used um, or signed up for like an email list? Yes. Where I know this feel impersonal because you know it's an email list, but like kind of take that as if you signed up for an email list and like how your name will just pop up automatically. That's kind of what you can do with Dubsado. But Mm. people are going into signing my contract and me talking back and forth with them in the inquiry process. They, and it's not trying to like finesse them or anything, but I set all this stuff up so that it will send to them and it'll say, hey, name and name, and it'll Mm. autofill their name. So they're still feeling like talked to. I only like, I'm not sending everyone an engagement session scheduler because not everyone gets an engagement session. So it's like things like that where they still feel like it applies to them yeah. and it still is personal um, yeah. and personable. And they respond to the, sometimes to those automated emails. And then I just respond back manually, like on Gmail on my phone. It's yeah. like not, and the, and the messaging you don't really that you lose in, that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, well, because the messaging that yeah. you put in that is so personable. It's That's not true. Like, it's not like, hey, Morgan, here's yeah. your invoice. Like, yeah, no. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's personable. And I'm it's, like, hey, hey, hey. And like, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Are they looking at that email going, this is suspicious? No, because right. it's coming from my email, like my photography email. Like we literally will have people email us back as if we like wrote up that initial email. Yeah. I'm like, you really thought that's how, like that's <laughs> yeah. how personal what can still be. Yeah. You wow. just personalize like, and that's why like we don't talk to our clients differently from client to client, mm. but you might have like, because you're kind of in a different space. Yeah. Um, but I think just anytime someone hires your company, you are immediately the authority in what you do. Mm. So like you can be consistent in the way that you're talking to your clients. So our right. clients, I can just have that same email like in my workflow sending to them to get them prepped for their day or their session or whatever it is and they never like wow this doesn't sound like you because like i'm i sound like me all the time yeah and when i create the workflow i'm not thinking this is automated i'm thinking okay when they get this email it's going to be a month before their wedding day or i do one that's three days before and i'm like hey hey so excited like just want to let you know can't wait to see you in a few days here's my number if you need anything last minute yeah are you going to look at that and be like Mm, yeah you're not it's right? just automating the things that yeah. w- aren't personable anyways yeah right that's basically, basically what it's doing. i mean like your email is only as personable as you write it but right we're also on instagram like liking mm. our clients photos like that that type of stuff yeah um so that also helps like and if they're not on instagram we don't really worry about it because chances are they don't want that like connection with their photographer you know right um so that's kind of i would yeah. say well that's keep awesome. the connection yeah i'm gonna try it because uh and i'll say here apparently this is like the only thing i've ever heard in my life that you got basically unlimited like access to for like three clients right or something like that like the yeah, service you itself three clients yeah yeah so i just it's pretty cool you huh? know i just blessed you it wasn't morgan i blessed you <laughs> with you know no i'm playing um that's awesome yeah i'm so excited for you it's, cool. it's so great the content the thing everything behind it has been awesome shout out to your team Thank and you. everything um but jaren what, what have you been up to bro because you know that was morgan <laughs> I want to hear about Jaren. Yeah. So, um, 
my my thing is kind of interesting because this is also another thing that I didn't like necessarily like have a passion for. Yeah, or like it came naturally, <laughs> kind of came out of necessity again. Right. Um, but I am like I am very just like really intuitive with software, and I learned mm. software so easily. Everything except for after effects for the love of god <laughs> i love this this is a running I, meme in my bro, podcast <laughs> we just crap on after bro, effects <laughs> i i cannot figure out after effects oh like, dude it's the word and nor would i want to because my my project would crash but <laughs> um bro <laughs> but <I'm> crying <laughs> final cut pro gang was <laughs> um screw final cut, also yeah. one of the best switches i ever made was yeah. the final cut as an editor. Must, I hate it. I know that's yeah, blasphemy yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. He said, hurry up, speed it up. Yeah. So you were saying. About yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm just really intuitive with learning software. Yeah. And um, so we redid our site when we rebranded re a few years ago. Mm. And we I was did it introduced. Like a million times. Yeah. And I, I was introduced to a web design platform called Show It. Now you think about like like um squarespace or wix like it's yeah. that on crack wow so it's so dope but it's kind of complicated um because to most it's people. so customizable yeah to right. most people but like what was so it called again show it okay um and so i went and built out our website in that platform kind of like learned caught on really easily continued to like learn it and once we started making the shift i'm like bro like i'm so good in, mm. in this system so i can monetize this and so mm. i went and got certified what does any good creative say i can oh, i can monetize i learned something this. let me make money off of it please <laughs> um That's and real. so i went and uh got certified became a certified show developer and um and so now i um, I work directly with designers so i make and it you very work with clear. my brand designer one yeah. of my team people That's so yeah. cool so I make it very clear that I am not a designer yeah. like in the slightest. I'm yeah. not. So I work directly with designers um, basically to develop in show it the websites that they design for their clients. Mm. That is, and the reason I can do that is because it's so customizable. So I'm not like, it's not, it's like the hybrid between like a Wix or a Squarespace yeah. and coding. Like it's hybrid. Wow. And yeah, so, that's true. Um, that's really cool. It's like so much better than like the typical platforms, but not yeah. as hard as coding. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. I work with designers directly, and, and my the really cool part about it is the fact, and I rave about this all the time. This is my favorite part about my new business, is the fact that I don't have to constantly chase clients, which is oh, oh my god, amazing. Uh, designers, so like I have, have four, three, right. three or four designers that I work on a consistent basis every month designing sites Jeez. for them every month i work on because i so i don't chase their clients they chase their clients and they, and just they pay you me. to finish the job and so um <laughs> that was one of my biggest issues with our wedding business is like bro it is the constant chase always it is always, the chase always. it is literally <laughs> there is like, no other no chase there's also nothing other other to do than just and, chase I, and I would tell yeah. Warren all the time like that's one of the, like my least favorite parts about the service industry in general is like i'm busting my butt to just work more like i'm yeah. busting yeah. my butt to bust my butt yeah. yeah like i'm working so hard to get a client to then do to then deliver on the work yeah for yeah. this client that's so true um and so taking that piece away was huge for me 
And so, um, yeah, so I work with designers um, on a pretty consistent basis, do yeah. sites for them. Um, and yeah. Was it hard for you guys to start making the shift to a yes. more sustainable? Wow. 100%. If anyone has avoided a shift as hard as we did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I yeah. mean, we literally we were like, God, you better speak up like mm. you better. That's when you're asking so, him, hey, if, 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 if you actually want this, the cupboard's going to swing open <laughs> like that. Yeah, kind of stuff. I mean, so it, it got to such a crazy point because we it was almost the same kind of moment with the Apple situation for yeah. me mm. where it was like, OK, it is really clear that something is supposed yeah. to be different yeah. mm. because it, like, I mean, 2020 was hard for everybody. Right. Um, but like we got to a point in our wedding business where we were like, dude, it's not flowing anymore. Yeah. Like we were still booking here and there and whatever, whatever. But yeah. like God was providing even, even in, <laughs> even, in even, even internally, Love like it, it just, yeah. it wasn't internally flowing either. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't mean to get a little pastoral and spiritual, but like, no, I'll do it as a believer in business. If yeah. something's not flowing to me, it's not for me. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and bash down doors that aren't opening. Right. And I think there's a certain level of grit and hustle, obviously yeah. to business, but like we were batting, like yeah. trying to bat down doors yeah. that just weren't opening. And so, I mean like we paid like thousands and thousands and thousands and can we, can thousands say, of dollars. Were you about to say that? We, we paid, <laughs> no, no, no. Can I say, I'm going to say, it. I don't care. We paid a, a business coach $25,000 to try and fix some of these issues that we had. And, and you don't get me wrong. Dude. We loved it. And yeah. I mean, so again, much. she had to be fighting God because like when I tell you, that's what we say. She was fighting. God. We're like, you were fighting God. <laughs> she was puzzled. <laughs> she was like every, you're doing everything right. She had other clients Dude. who were doing the exact same thing as us. Exact same market. Yeah. Booking like four times a week. And we were like $200 cheaper probably. And, <laughs> dude could That's not so like crazy. people would literally say like oh my gosh yes we want this collection like i'm so excited send the contract yeah crickets and so nonetheless crickets. that experience is amazing we're so glad we yeah, hired yeah, a, yeah. a business coach yeah and that set a foundation for what we're doing yeah now for sure. 100 um but all that to say yes it was very hard to make that shift i think the hardest part was just accepting that we had to make the shift yeah, yeah. um it's so funny how we booked after though hmm. after we shifted like it's the flow. Like that's the only way to describe it is like, I feel like God was like, let me reposition you. And then I always think of it like a bucket, like there's water and it's not yeah. that there's not water. It's just that maybe the bucket's a little like mis something over or misplaced uh, or something. And like, it was, it would just felt like there had to be an adjustment. And I think yeah. what I'm doing now is so much more in line. And what you're doing now is so much more in line with the future that we want. When we think of like a family one right. day and all of that, it's like, we're still having weddings and i i guess in in our minds we were like we gotta let it all go yeah, like oh, you know yeah, we tried yeah. so hard and like your family's proud of you and you don't want to be like oh disappoint them and yeah. which people look side up note like what? our family being proud of us for this was a big deal it was a big deal wow. because they were, when we started we thought we were crazy our family thought we were freaking psycho yeah because like, i mean think, like, think, think about this like yeah i mean because yeah. we took a lot of risks like in the beginning like quit our job and then like, like it was just a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that was a big deal for us. And so the shift was hard to make. But like I said earlier, like embracing change has been mm. the, the pinnacle of our business mm -hmm. because we've had to do it. Um, and 
we just learned to stop will fighting we ever it? learn though will we ever learn to stop <laughs> <No>. fighting it <laughs> that's the, no. the question of the night is will we ever learn to stop fighting and but hopefully once like when, once we I don't did, think anybody learns just, to stop fighting <laughs> literally you're once like no this did, is though, the thing it, like really it shifted everything it changed everything and um so yes it was hard to embrace the shift but once we finally um were brought to our proverbial business knees <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that's so cool it happened and yeah and that you know i want to encourage everybody who's listening or watching or both if you really love me um <laughs> to you know start finding different ways to do things i mean to be completely honest outside of just the passion for like podcasting and you know telling stories that's really the reason mm. i don't talk about it much the reason I, i'm doing this is because i was like thinking so i had this whole plan right start launch a youtube channel do instructional content as well as like many like cinematic like documentaries on people like i wanted to hitch all up and then take a whole day of production and make it as sexy as it could be <laughs> and like you know put in hours in editing and then i realized i can't do that <laughs> so uh, i thought i was like okay a Healthy. podcast <laughs> you, know, you know um i was like a podcast would probably be the best thing because i can do both mm -hmm. and if i want to later on grab a clip and like make a really cool cinematic yeah. thing to it i can but anyways that was my thing but that's the why right but also it's like i'm starting to realize and i'm not even that deep into it yet but like it is a grind and it's kind of the whole point of this thing like hustle culture like everyone sees it as this negative thing we're trying to rebrand it and, and change it. it it's not like working hard isn't a bad thing but you mm -hmm. also have to like understand that you know it's everyone says that like working smart is better but like you said i never heard that quote that's really cool like we'll work 80 hours to not work 40 like or whatever i probably butchered it too but it's like that's so real and i always justified it as well i'd rather be working twice as much for me than normally for someone else and but then the life happens and you're like it'd be really nice for someone to just find clients for me exactly pay me, let me go home to my family on time yeah and it's promise me insurance and medical care. Like, <laughs> it's honestly, like you start going, wow, they really haven't made. <laughs> <laughs> it's like history, like has a point on like this whole job thing. It makes yes. sense. Um, no, but like I want to tell people, like, yeah, look at other ways to either, you know, minimize your workflow. Shout out Morgan; mm -hmm. she can help you with that mm -hmm. to make it easier, and you can be more hands off, or try to find other things that can make you money in other yeah. ways because that's so cool and i think out of everything that we've talked about this whole shift is something that's so key to and i don't think it's a creative thing it's just people in general like mm -hmm. you know i always cringe at when you see those like youtube ads that pop up and it's like a entrepreneur with like a iphone 4 for some reason like you know, like <laughs> drop shipping and amazon 20 like make twenty thousand dollars a month and they're talking about like uh how they only work two hours a week and and they make this amount and i'm always like that's such a bs but then it's I'm either like, it's either one of the extremes it's always i work two hours a week and i make four million dollars yeah week. or it's ty lopez you know what I'm i work constantly yeah I, work, or I read a book a day i think there's a balance though and yeah. like i think that's the goal we don't want to be like anti-hustle at all because no, like yeah have you ever run a business before exactly. like you know better yeah. and and then it's like the other side of it though is we don't want to be this like hustle is the only like way to success like in the hustle in the sense of like you can't sleep 
your right. mental health has to be deteriorated. Like you cannot care for your children or they always have to have a nanny like 100 percent of the time mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there's a there's a balance and we talk about this all the time that like that's why flow is such a big deal because we were trying to and again we don't have any kids yet and this will obviously shift as we shift and right. grow um and we'll prioritize like specific evenings and like a routine probably more when we have kids because kids like need that yeah um but like us right now there will be times where like one week i am just in like full inspiration and execution mode and I will work till 10 and then like this whole last week I've been like I don't even think I can get out of bed today like yep. I am tired and it's not I try not to identify it as like burnout because I don't think that's what it is I think mm -hmm. people misidentify burnout as like you're just kind of in that like slow like week where like all of our bodies are on a literal like cycle yep. and I know obviously with girls it's different than guys but like everyone's body is still on a cycle of like yeah, productivity, yeah, yeah. um, execution, idea, like visionary, and then just like chilling. I think that's how we're made. Yeah. And um, I think instead of looking at those days where I'm like not feeling very productive and I, I don't look at those days anymore, like that's me not being productive mm. because I think rest is productive. Um, and I just look at that like, oh, my body is asking for like some space. Obviously, I think that works better for like overachievers i feel like we right. tell someone who's like just kind of like lazy yeah um yeah. it's okay to just like rest and like it can be they could do too much but like keep honoring your clients but also like honor yourself honor yeah. your deadlines but honor your rest at the same time and really just finding the flow between that and not like pressuring ourselves i guess to like get off at a certain time or start working at a certain time yeah. like we do what we need to do and we don't chase a to-do list anymore. And I don't feel better at the end of the day because I did 10 things over like what I actually wanted to do, which was just like chill out for the day. Yeah. Um, especially because like, that's why I became an entrepreneur. Like I right. want to, I used to have to go into like serve at Red Lobster and I was like, I don't want to do this today. I want to like be outside and like, yeah. I don't know, going to soccer games, like our friend's soccer, kids soccer games, like things like that. Just going with the flow, I think kind of settle. It evens itself out. Well, you should trust yourself. You yeah. said something that I think is the, like so important and is like the key is sh shifting and flowing as your business shifts and flows because mm. it's going to shift and flow. Like, like I said, at the beginning of our business, I was cool with the grind of working 17 hours a day. We'd yeah. work until 6am. I'm not no, like literally every single day. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I would wake up Every at 10am, go into my office immediately, grab a pop tart, go into my office. <laughs> and no time for health. We're making wait, money. Wait, 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 wait. What's your favorite flavor? <laughs> Ew. Hot fudge Sunday. Oh, okay, yes, okay. yes, yes. You? Hot fudge Sunday. I thought you were gonna say s'more, and I was like, s'more's awesome. S'more's is fire. What no, are you no, 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 no. Oh my god. And it's gotta be toasted. <laughs> I don't know why. When I was a kid, I just always ate them like cold. I mean, they're not the worst, but like, man, you put that thing in the toaster, get a little burn at the top of your mouth. Ooh. Nothing like it. <laughs> it's honest, anyway, great. so I would, I was cool with the hustle of working seventeen hours a day. Yeah, and because like it, when you start a business, like that's. A necessity like i'm even seeing that now as i start this new business yeah. like that's kind of where i'm at like i'm i'm working a lot right now yeah but it's shifting as your business shifts and it's not always going to be like that and like this whole like 17 hours a day thing sounds really sexy and like that's what this the 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 toxic side of hustle culture is creating yep. this is like sexy right. side 17 hours does not mean more money always and blah, 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 and, and whatever. But, like, what people, like, don't see the non-sexy side is we had no friends. 
Like what mm-hmm. people don't see is the fact that I gained 50 pounds when that mm-hmm. happened. Like that's, that's the stuff that people that don't pop, see. That pop tart and then just working, 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 working. Exactly. That's so real. No, eating, for real. Eating, working, it, working, it's working. a, yeah, it's, it's a for real thing. So like, it sounds sexy, but like there, there's a cost. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, but it was, I was, I was cool with it because yeah. that's where my business was. But as our business flows and shifts, like everything is constantly changing in business. And yeah. so I think as that happened, we were able to realize, okay, well, this part of our business is kind of like good. This part of our business needs constant work. Like you always have to be flowing and shifting. I'm always like you, ha- like your, your business is never going to just going to be like, okay, we're good. All right. We can yeah. cruise. We're yeah. good. Cause like the, the moment you stop, you start moving backwards. So and I think right. it would be different if we like, nobody was talking about what it's like to be a believer in business at that time. Mm. Um, especially just with like the confidence that we have and who like Jesus is. Yeah. And I think we now have learned through just, uh, you know, all the, all the shifts God has just like <laughs> truly, truly made happen. Yeah. Um, that honestly sometimes that 17 hours is like not even what's needed and sometimes he can do more in five like a five hour day for us than we could do in 17 hours and it doesn't because like there are people who have children or who are starting businesses and they don't have 17 hours to give in a day right um and i think that like God is so specific with everyone in the sense that like, he's not going to look at that person who like, I don't just don't want anyone to be discouraged if they don't have 17 hours to give. Right. Um, like sometimes it's a couple of hours a day and yeah. it's crazy what God can do with those couple of hours. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously like be strategic, but like you don't, we don't have to do that. And I think sometimes like we go with it when we want to, but we kind of used to feel like 17 dare to hours say is that, required. Like, those three hours like that's you're still hustling like exactly if you got if you got a kid in three hours oh, and man. you're working a job and you come yeah. home and work on your business for three hours like bro you're freaking hustling yeah. like that like that is hustle yeah. and so i i think there's not the ti- not defining it by time always yeah. hustle is yeah, always defined by time and that's 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 literally the the point of this because Hustle culture. Wait, we did all of this be. just to fi- finally you know figure out. I'm mean? <laughs> just kidding. You, know I mean? you, you kind of segue. <laughs> but hustle culture is like, I love Gary Vee. But when he says you need to work from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m., which I did for months because I thought, oh, oh look You're at me. You're like, Gary said it. And most of the time, I'm not even going to let maybe y'all can relate. Maybe y'all can't because y'all were actually working. Most of the time I was doing crap that like probably wasn't advancing what i was trying to do no when and you're forcing yourself to sit there and i notice this when you're forcing yourself to sit there like it's crazy that if you had just like you're procrastinating the things you don't want to do mm. the entire time you're like i don't really want to do this yep. so like youtube or yep. i'm gonna get a granola bar again because like that walk from the kitchen like to the kitchen and back really yeah. takes up some of my time because you're trying to fill <laughs> you, this you ever time do that gap. thing where you just go to the kitchen you just open the fridge door and you just look in there for a minute and you're like <laughs> well you know like put a sign in there that says this, like. there needs to be like a sign that says get back to work no. um but like that's that's what i had to yeah. start like honoring in that same way was I don't need to feel like just because I'm not at my desk for 10 hours a day that I'm not being productive because yeah. what if I just like let myself rest those other five hours and then I show up those five hours actually ready to go. And I think a lot of people are afraid to trust their flow, like their just like daily flow yeah. and what they're drawn to, especially with a creative who kind of like lives and dies by inspiration. Right. Right. 
you like die for that like zone. I don't know what we would call it, but like just being in the zone. It's like that one movie that just you came yes. out. Yes, that movie's so good. Soul. When they're like in the bubble, Disney you're movie. like, <laughs> how can I get into the zone right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly yeah. that. And I think it's, I think it's okay to work in that as long as if you're meeting your clients like your deadlines that you're promising your clients. That's super important. Um, and if you are, if you're just delivering, I think we spend most of our time in a day as creatives trying to get ahead. It's not even about doing our job anymore. And we are, we are like furthering our business and booking, but it's like somehow that's just like not enough yeah. and it needs to become enough yep. when you are booking your calendar and you are just like finding that play, whatever is contentment for you in a business. Like that is the biggest thing to do because then you can trust like that you're flowing. And I have put dates, you know, you make content dates and you're like, oh, I'm going to yeah. do this on this day and this on this day. Yeah. And I'll be like a week behind, but like I'm not because I'm not feeling it. And it's like not even turning out how I want it to. Yeah, I'm meeting the deadline that I gave myself over ambitiously. Yeah. But like it's not turning out how I want. And then I wait a week and I just like crush it. I'm in the mood. And like I was I had to stop being afraid of that just because you don't want to do something one day doesn't mean the next day you're not going to totally want to do it and kill it and get in flow for it and so that's kind of a big thing that like it was it was scary to stop looking at the to-do list that will never end yeah um and it was scary to stop competing with the rest of the world (laughs) and the every single other creator who's doing incredible things and trying to get ahead get ahead get ahead it's like really just dial in focus on yourself and that hustle will like, like you'll balance it out on your own. Like we'll all balance it out on our own. Um, when we just like follow the flow. Well, you, you mentioned Gary V and one thing that I think like gets mistaken about him is you see the, a work eight to two AM. But I think what's really important, the biggest thing that it preaches is self-awareness. So Mm. like, that's the biggest thing. That's true. Dude. Like if you're, if you're out of place, where you can handle working mm-hmm. seven to two, dude, Why not? freaking go for it. <laughs> Why like, not? Yeah. Yeah. You like want if to, it's do it. If working for you, go for it. Yeah. But I think you you just have to always analyze and manage like where you're at, be self-aware. That's when we like we got to a point where there were just certain things that we just were like, we can't, we can't keep putting our hands through this because it's killing me. Yeah. It's like making me not want to go to work like it's that's editing for me mm. so that's why it, makes, it makes taking photos like miserable so for me. And, and a really good way sense. to put this is one one thing that our business coach um told us when, when we first started with her is you have to you like you have to see kind of everything you do in business as like i guess balls and like you got to analyze which balls are rubber and which ones are glass because at the end of the day, you're gonna drop some balls, right? And you, like, you want to make sure you're dropping rubber ones that can handle it, and not glass ones that yeah. are gonna shatter if you drop that ball. Yeah. So like, I think that's that's important. one thing that'd be really, really important to, to to emphasize too is that's part of being self aware. Okay, can I handle working seven to two a.m.? Sure, go for it. But I'm gonna drop a glass ball called my marriage. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I work? Okay, but then on the flip end, can I work an hour a day and go play golf? For sure, but I'm gonna drop a glass ball called a deadline. Like, it's just all about having like this the, enough self awareness to understand where you're at, where your business is at. You have to go. Yeah. You have to like go with that. Yeah, that's the key, and and that's the whole again. Like, 
I'm you and I were we're all avid watchers of him, so we we know the context of Gary Vee and what he says, um, and that's kind of like you know the clickbaity stuff. People are like, that's where the term came from. Well, it's he says and he preaches that like you should do the seven to two and no, but he also says do what makes you happy. He also right. says yeah. so that's the whole thing. Like I want to rebrand this thing, and I really want this to be like like when I, if I could show y'all like a whiteboard that's in my head of like what I'm <laughs> planning for hustle culture. It's really just to cultivate a community of people who are like you guys, like me, ambitious and are just like, we're hustling, but it doesn't, it's not in a negative way. Like, yeah. like you said, if you can work 17 hours a day, why, why wouldn't you? If, if yeah. you, if that's what makes you happy. If that's what's fun. If that's what you're passionate about in the moment, just freaking do it. And <laughs> it's just the place that you're working from. That's it. it that's is. just like the place you're working from. You can hustle out of lack or you mm. can work a lot, AKA hustle while you're doing something you love editing for me is hustling out of black. I do not yeah. like to, I do not like to edit. <laughs> but when I like show up and photograph a wedding and I'm like, man, my editor is going to kill this. Like yeah. that's a different feeling. And that's like, Ooh, I love like, you know, it's just the balance of it. And I'm so glad you're, I'm like, I'm so glad you're doing this because I see a lot of, um, I saw like the, how do I say struggle hustle is very glorified, like in the last few years and mm. like just in the last like year, maybe two years, um, it's really become this anti hustle thing or like, you know, you yeah. cannot like, can, can we just not have to go to every, extreme? I know. Can like, we just not be so I'm extreme? At. Yes. Yeah, we just want to be like in the middle. We're like, <laughs> no one's yelling at people. I mean, maybe sometimes, but like no one's yelling at the nine to five person who goes to work. Like that's what we're doing. We it's just do it from like, 12 to 7 in like and people times, are like yeah. <laughs> yeah we just like like to sleep yeah. in yeah like anyone in the world wouldn't want to do that and so um it's just a it's just a different dynamic i just want to have some margin in my life what do you mean like like i started a business to create freedom for myself yeah and if i use that freedom to bind myself and work all the time like it's just and again it's just self-awareness for where i'm at but like I have to have margin in my life. And the, and the, what I mean by that is this, like the, I kind of see my time now. And again, this is just where I'm at, but I kind of see my time as I see my finances mm. in the sense that like, if I'm living financially to the top of my means, I have no margin for any for freedom for no free space no free mm -hmm. money in the same way like if i'm if i'm constantly filling up my calendar if i'm constantly living to the top of my means and my time i have no margin for my marriage i have no margin for yeah. my friends i have no margin for anything yeah. else in my life and at that point and again this you have to analyze this within yourself like why you started a business but for me that defeats the purpose of why i started a yeah. business in the first place um and so i think that's just really important like yes hustle hundred percent when i'm in my office not every day but when i'm in my office most days i'm going yeah like i'm, I'm going <laughs> yeah morgan's laughing he knows i would have been like mm -hmm. morgan's laughing because <laughs> sure. i'm not always like that that but. double screen where you have joe rogan on one side yeah on the other <laughs> rogan that's me too my God. <laughs> i'm hustling like i hustle yeah but I'm also self-aware enough to yeah, know. You also golf on Friday morning. <laughs> that like I, I have to have like I go I golf yeah. on Friday. Self mornings. that's key, dude. Yeah. And it's funny because my self-awareness, what I've been noticing, is that, you know, I will go, until to the point, and this isn't me exaggerating. It's facts. I will literally start feeling sick, like bodily yep. sick, like, 
like i you know like when you feel like you have fever but you don't really have fever like that and then i will like uh like two weeks ago like not this week because it was easter and i helped the church so you know we, we're, we're burning that day. Yeah. <laughs> but the week before one of those i literally like sunday night i was like man i'm so tired and i just monday i just decided my deadline isn't until yeah. friday i'm gonna sleep i slept my thing though and and i don't know if y'all can relate i have this weird thing and it's so toxic it's not it's, it's not <laughs> he's okay. like i don't recommend it <laughs> i don't i don't condone this but if i don't if i'm not productive in some way productive right and this is also something i've been ironing out and like i don't fully 100 percent feel this way i used to but i had this weird thing where it's like if i wasn't doing something for my business or whatever i felt like the day was a failure that's so normal but like that's where you have to start seeing like your rest is doing something for your business so what i was doing what i started realizing is like because when you're young especially like me when you were raised in this mm -hmm. uh your formative years were everything that matters is being successful and all this stuff like that's literally my mind that, that, that yeah. was my mindset when i was 18 19 and when that's what you're raised with that's your life and then you know getting married changes things and all this stuff and you start realizing like whoa no like that's that's like a literally like it shouldn't be 50 yeah. percent of my life it should be 30 percent of my life and like mm -hmm. then you realize oh well i wasn't productive in my work but i was so productive in like getting my fever down or i was so productive in like my marriage or mm -hmm. i was so productive so that's been like a game changer for me yeah. like learning yeah. that like productivity does isn't in the confines of like your work because mm -mm. i watch like i watch guys like matt diavella which i love he's yeah. a really cool dude and like yeah. stuff like that and like you know this isn't a diss but all his content is like productivity productivity and and thank you for that because that's helped me in a billion ways but when all i'm seeing and hearing and listening to is three billion people saying this is how you can yeah. speed up your editing workflow or this is how you can like that's yeah. all you're thinking about that's all it is so one of the things that helped me and i'll segue this into my next question for you guys but one of the things that i would like to tell people i guess it's a two-parter but that self-awareness thing you have to learn how to um really and it, it's it's so stupid but learn how to balance and understand work and life mm -hmm. and i said it really slow because it's really just work-life balance and it's such a stupid thing <laughs> that, like everyone said but no seriously like because it, it's so easy to mix the two especially when you're i mean and if you're watching to a, a podcast called hustle culture i'm assuming you you're mm -hmm. in the same mindset but it's so easy to bind the two where like no work is my life mm. or you know or in the other extreme like okay well i'm gonna be lazy and like this is just what i do and life is working life, life <laughs> yeah. is work. <laughs> but i think one of the key things that you can do to like help that in which i'm, I'm doing right now is find something that you do just because you want to do it because mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure all of us that's what your weddings were mm -hmm. you know that they was were that that yeah. was the thing and then it felt like a job eventually that's how everyone that's how everything feels yep when you make it a job <laughs> yep um when you start making money on it you're like oh i used to like do this for fun <laughs> yeah um yeah that's like really that's really good i i actually almost wrote a post that was like what work-life balance doesn't exist <laughs> um it's more of like just that work life like flow like how do they how do they dance together mm. how do how do you make it work where everyone's happy like and it's not black and white you know what's so funny i find the most 
the people who have the biggest, like, I'm going to call it a dependency because I, I have it. So I feel like I'm going to call it that. Um, a dependency on productivity, like mm. defining, like ask Jaren, I'll literally stare at my computer for like two hours because I don't want to work. And I'll be like, at least I, I tried. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like just submitting to like the feeling that you didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Um, I find that those are actually never really lazy people. They're mm. always ov- like overly ambitious people who have like so many big goals and like we set deadlines for ourselves when we realistically they should probably be about a month longer mm. um so i started doing that to like create that space i was yeah. like i want to get this done by this time and i'm like eh, wait i'm ambitious let me push this back a month and like mm. let me look at things like with a realistic perspective yeah that like i don't want to because we create our schedules right right if you have it like you're like my deadlines on friday so like you gave yourself space and you're like calendar to like have that rest but it's funny you never actually rest right you just like want to do something to yeah. feel better yeah, yeah, yeah um and valuing those other things is like super important like marriage and just life yep. and i don't know maybe just chilling for once um but i feel like the over ambitious people are the ones who really just need to hear that like your productivity doesn't define you like it doesn't define me it doesn't define jaren and like honestly looking at your computer for an hour and a half and doing nothing that's that's a telltale sign you need to break if i would have gone in that monday i literally would have watched netflix in my office that's what i'm saying <laughs> and it's like i actually i started testing myself like probably six or seven months ago and i said like i want to start actually paying attention to my limit mm. like i want to pay attention to it and i bet if you like if you maybe tomorrow when you're working or something I don't want you to be like, shut it down. I'm at it. Um, but like tomorrow <laughs> when you're when you're working, like actually pay attention to when you start like veering off yeah. and just like not paying attention and you're not feeling it anymore and you really don't want to do it. Obviously, if you have a I'm deadline, about 20 it. minutes into my work. Day Stop that. right now. <laughs> OK, again, though, you know what I'm saying? Um, but like when that starts happening, if you're self-aware that like this is this is my body saying like go another direction and like maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow that will work out yeah. you know maybe that's the thing that i keep kind of avoiding is gonna like work itself out there are a few things and you know what they are when you just need to push through but a lot of times we're just being overly ambitious mm-hmm. and trying to check things off the so list. to add different perspective to that because that's so good i think you also have to know yourself that's what i was because saying know I'm yourself because i can't I'm tell on, everyone that i'm on the opposite side of the spectrum mm. she's like hey this can wait till tomorrow i'm like hey bud you probably need to get this done today. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Again, a there's two types of people. <laughs> I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. She is not. And so I'm like I, three weeks ahead of schedule and I'm like stressing myself out about dude, my to do list for the day. Like dude, hustling I, my brains out over something that's not due for a month. Dude. It, anyway. So <laughs> he's like, I hate her. <laughs> it's like, we wish we could do that. No, I thrive <laughs> under the procrastination. Huh? What Enneagram are you? I think I'm a eight or seven. I don't remember. You're a seven wing seven. eight. Huh? I was feeling seven vibes. Yeah. I did Turns it one seven, time. I'm an eight. Uh, I'm a seven. Anyway, so I think you just have to know yourself because like what she just said to me would be a huge detriment because mm-hmm. I am, if I take that approach, dude, I'm never getting anything done. Yeah. I see what you mean. No, like 100%. I'm going to sit down on my desk and be like, oh, I'm not really feeling it today. Okay, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. Then mm. the, tomorrow I'm going to sit down on my desk. Yeah, different people. <laughs> it, you have to know yourself. That's real. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the same kind of thing with the gym. Like for what me, you did was good though. Hmm. You said Monday, I'm, 
I don't need to do it. It's not due yet. Let's do Yeah, because the there's like two things. And like I, I tried setting this system up for myself a while ago and it kind of worked. And I don't know why I stopped doing it. But like you joked about it. I was like, that's 20 minutes into the workday. But like, what if that's your workload? 20 minutes in and then you take a 10 minute break and 20 minutes in and you still end up working like X amount of hours. Mm -hmm. And if those 20 minutes are actually super productive, then why not? Yeah, that's right. true. It's better than the hour you're going to sit and look at your computer and yep. be on Instagram reels anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's real. you know, yeah. sometimes. But just finding your thing, finding finding how you work, like you said, testing your limits. Because if you yeah. don't, if you don't get in the water, you're you're not gonna know what like what you can be really good at or what you really suck at. And yeah, that's key. That's I'm gonna do that tomorrow. I'm Which even that is like a constant flow. It's constantly yeah. changing. I change, changes yeah. every day. It's all a flow. I mean, like today, I was flowy. like, Jaren, I really don't want to work, and I went to the pool. That's where I like to like it's like my office. Um, and I sat and I just stared at my computer. I maybe did two things, like actually emailed like two people and then i was like yeah this is this is hopeless like yeah. i know myself i'm a really hard worker i will do more and more and more and more if you make me but like why am i making myself like did i really mm. need to sit there for that long yeah. and do nothing probably not when i think you get to a certain point in your business too where like the best thing you can do for your business is to show up healthy yeah that's if i'm so constantly true. constantly burning myself out just trying yeah like trying honestly let's productive. all be real like you're just trying to convince yourself that yeah. you're being productive. Yeah. Like that's all it is. you're trying to either convince yourself or convince other people yeah. that you're being productive. And when you do that, like you approach business or life in general in such an unhealthy way. And the best thing you can do for your business, the best thing you can do for your life, obviously. I do that when I'm in one of those like pits of not making money, mm. I'll overwork myself. Cause I'm like, I tried, yeah. I did everything. Like how would I feel being like, God, I know you provide if I didn't do anything. And I have to remind myself that like, I did not have to like go in overdrive yeah. to be like, God, well, I tried. You're gonna yeah. provide, you're gonna like only meet, like, I think we have this idea that we have to do our very hardest and then God will be like, okay, fine, I'll take care of you, you tried. That's like not the case at all. No. And I just realized like, I definitely overwork myself when I feel like I'm not making money because it in my brain is saying like, it's gonna work it's gonna work it's gonna and work. every time i overwork myself it doesn't work you make way less money actually yeah yeah and like <laughs> nobody wants to talk to you because yeah. you're like out of your mind for real and that's that's kind of where i was going with i one of the things that's helped me a ton because i do kind of have that dependency on productive uh productivity productivity <laughs> so like for me having a passion project that i can work on yeah has been huge like today i had i had that commercial it was like a six hour shoot I went to the, I went to PAX, PAX and Beneficia, shout out. Um, and, you know, it's a coffee shop. And I sat and I literally worked ba -ba -ba -ba, on the, the first design for the first merch. The first, Let's like, thing That's exciting. That merch, Did that right? not feel, like, so good? Felt amazing. Easy. Easy. I literally, not even work. It was so cool. I was, I was texting Abraham, the guy from last, from, from last week, and he was telling me this. And, and uh, you know, it really sucked because I ended up being late to this. Like, Are you, are you making a hustle culture suit? Oh, bro, oh that would be so cool. Wait a second. No, he just knows everything about everything <laughs> in fashion. So, like, he helped me out. Like, Dude, he's dope. But you, like, open it and it says, like, hustle culture. What if, like, you know how, like, Conor McGregor had the, like, yeah, F.E. Yeah, suit? What yeah, if yeah, it said hustle culture? That'd be crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, for me, if you're if you're someone like me, I, w I would say find something that you're passionate about. That way, like, even when it is, like, your break, you can still do something that's fun, you know? Because, yeah. um, I don't know, though, because... Silver got me a PS5. That's fun too. And I just don't do anything. To it. So like, that's another thing. But, um, it's hard to find like a passion 
It's, it, my, it new, my new business was my passion. Yeah. My, it, was my, it was my non-photography passion. Um, I'm still working on it. Because, again, like, I think I, I still definitely struggle with, like, I don't want to spend money on something that's going to take up my time. My time is my money and my time is my productivity and da da da, da. So now I just, like, watch TV if I want to, like, that's <laughs> my passion project. Dude, that's great, too. I mean, <laughs> it's really just finding things that you think are fun. And, like, for me, the only reason I say that is because I've noticed when I have a passion, and obviously it took thinking. Like, I didn't mm. just, like, say I want to do a podcast. Like, I had to, yeah. like, really be, like, I mean, that's, like, a big project. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, I mean, getting all this crap was like it was an investment but also i was also like thinking even just thinking about the possibility that could happen is inspiring me to do all the crap that i don't even want to do right now Mm -hmm. so like when 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 you're doing that it kind of like i guess the flow thing because you have something else that you can flow into and then come out of and then like blah 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 so for sure that's my thing but to end it we're not to end it but really like almost end it i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) what's one advice in general that you would give to somebody kind of i would say in business if you want to you know just vague it like generalize it okay but if you want it to be like someone like you do it but advice for whoever's listening to someone starting or just in business in business in business let's because of the tone of this let's say advice for someone who's been in business Mm. to just make their life better Okay. All right. You We're going to put it a little easier because I feel you like if I generalize, it's going to be really hard to come up with something. You should go first for sure. Man. Or you could just not do that. You so many things. <laughs> um, I would say. Oh, my gosh. I um, got one. Okay. I got it. <laughs> he said, that, was, that was the one, the 10 minutes of the hot seat. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, I think in everything. Yeah trust yourself Mm. um don't don't question your gut or like moves you need to make when you feel when you there's no other way to explain it like your gut doesn't need an explanation so just trust it and do so without fear i think the biggest thing for us and just so many of my friends especially if you're a believer like not it's not all on your own shoulders either. Um, you're going to be taken care of. So like have fun. And in that, just continue trusting yourself. If there's an unhappy client or something like stick up for yourself and don't just like bow down, like don't just like to everything. Um, that's a, that's a just like, tr- right just trust yourself. Like I feel like there's really not even a bunch of examples I can give because everything is so specific. Yeah. But like in a moment when you're confused, oh my gosh, so many times in business on what to do, um, especially if it's not looking like what someone else is doing. I We creatives like tend to surround ourselves with creatives, especially in the same industries. Mm-hmm. Um, just trust yourself, like be fully you in that. And it sounds so cliche, like, wow, am I on Disney Channel or what? <laughs> but like, just be you. Yeah. Um, That's good though. Because the way that you do things is going to be what sets you apart. You don't have to fight for that. Just trust yourself. Don't worry about originality. Just be you, and that's going to be that. That's original. That's Morgan, original. Morgan's brand, which you, if you haven't seen it, is freaking fire. <laughs> it's fire. Um, the only reason it exists is because she was so intentional about 
getting inspiration from who she is. Mm. Like I, un- I did not follow a single person. I do not follow to this day a single person who does in my photography business. I kind of started out on the wrong foot, but like this one, I knew I cannot follow anyone who does what I do because I don't want one. Like think this scenario in my head is like somebody posts something about Dubsado mm. or workflows or something. A person below comments like, wow, this is so helpful. I immediately feel like I have to do that. Uh, I immediately feel like I have to be that um, or give that kind of advice because that's what people want. And like, yeah. I was like, nope, like I am, I can't, I can't afford to do that. I did that with my photography business, yeah. all of that. I guess w- with what, this one, what you told me that I think was even. so good and at least for advice, this is not my piece of advice. Oh, it's not your advice. Okay. No, this is, this is not, but it is good advice though. You can go too far with inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And she was so intentional about not doing that. Like when you look to other people for inspiration, you miss what's already inside of you. Yeah, that's true. And, um, and so then you start trying to look like you try to look like them. You try to sound like them. You try to do what they're doing and you're like, Oh, it's inspiration. You're scrolling other people's websites and it's not, it's It's actually, it's so so (laughs) toxic. Like, the way that you can convince yourself that it's inspiration and it's not, it's comparison. Oh my gosh. Like it's full comparison. It's full. Like you're putting these people up on pedestals. Like I still have to watch myself cause I love searching for like aesthetic things. Yeah. My eyes are like yeah, 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 yeah. feeding on like pretty websites and I'm like, <laughs> cannot be someone in my own industry or I will crumble because I, I realize like everything I'm creating is for them. Like, it's it's not for me and it's not me Um, and I can't even I I wish we had another hour and a half because I would tell you how that has changed everything and to put to put like another thing like Ruben said this in the first episode he's like nobody like you have to just he said quote unquote just be because I was talking about networking and he Mm -hmm. was like dude if I was if I was if you if I met you and you weren't being you and I liked that you and then I try to follow up with you and you're not that person i don't mm-hmm. like you anymore and it's you like you can't strategize being original oh my god and like it's <laughs> literally you were created original so yeah how can you try to be original if you just are original <laughs> like, that was a good one it's like crazy that. what it's crazy what we do to try to be ourselves what and then you end up looking so much like someone else that you oh. have to start preaching be yourself <laughs> like i'm tr- I, i'm finding myself yeah. no you're i think i saw this in like a book the other day they're like you're returning to yourself mm. you've been yourself you're just coming back to you because you decided to ignore it the entire time and try to be everyone else that is all right weird. you got advice now yeah you shouldn't give me that much time because now i have two okay i'll give you i'll say one that's more Spark business, <laughs> one that's more business okay. centered and one that's more a little bit more like mindset centered so business centered I think the biggest, absolute biggest thing uh, that was a game changer for us, that is my advice, is to not be afraid to invest in educating yourself in the pieces of business that you don't know. Mm. That is the only reason we're sitting on this couch is because when we started business, we knew how to be photographers, but we did not know how to run a business. The only reason we're sitting on this couch is because we invested into learning how to run a business. We, we didn't know what we didn't know. Right. Yeah. And so when we started learning, we were like, like, wow, were we doing a lot of that were stuff we wrong? Doing this? <laughs> like, so I, that's my business piece of advice is just don't be afraid to invest in the things yeah. that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, so there's that 
Mindset it's so easy. Wise, it's so easy to invest in stuff you don't know nowadays. Yeah. Like it's like you said, watching. Bro, literally hours YouTube. Of YouTube. I learned how to be a videographer on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For free. That's so yeah. good. Well, someone we know used to say, like, if you're not going to invest in you, why should your clients Anyone invest, in, invest you? in you? Bro, that's so true. Like, why that's would so if you don't even believe in you enough to to invest in yourself? Yeah. Why would someone else? Yeah, so good. Um, mindset wise, um, I think this is a good closer too. Um, I I'm also going to say this on behalf of me saying this to four years ago. Me, be easy on yourself. Mm. I think there's so much pressure in the business world today to be the next Mark Cuban, to be the next Gary oh, V, bro. to be the next 24 year old who blows up, Dude. right? Like there's so much pressure internally. Yeah. Like no one around me is saying, right. hey, you, you need to, to be, be that. that. Yeah. It's internal, like, yeah. hey, I, you should be the next 24 year old to make a million dollars. Like yeah. it's internal. Um, and I, I, that would be my biggest piece of um, mindset advice just to yeah that's so good go, go easy on yourself don't man. we do like, that though somebody told me he was like uh if you put a time limit if you if you put like a deadline for like something like that like a, i'm gonna be like my thing was like i'm gonna be a millionaire by 25 when i dropped out of college and didn't know what <laughs> i was doing that was what i said it hey was, it's possible <laughs> so I, I said that right but it's like uh he was like what if god wants to make you a billionaire by 19 yeah. It's like you're setting this expectation on yourself. Oh my gosh. You're limiting <laughs> oh, yourself. No, you opened a can I of just words. was talking about this. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's I, real. I had this moment where I was like, God, I want XYZ by this month. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm just really spoiled. Um, I was like, God, I want this by this month. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that because that sounds like that's limiting. Yep. Not only is it limiting God's goodness, because what if like if if I actually believe his timing is the right timing, then why do I need to put timing on anything? Like, why? Why? Even if you're not doing it with God, you do it with yourself. Too. Yeah, you that's yourself. Yeah. Because it's one of those things. It's almost that thing where it's like um, where it's like if I set a goal for to, you know, if I set a goal to make five thousand dollars in a month. Okay, I'll maybe hit forty five, forty eight hundred dollars. Whereas, if I just don't put a limit on it, I might hit seven thousand dollars. Yeah, and like, I'm not saying to go against goals, but what I'm saying is like, if we don't like put limits on God, we put limits on ourselves too. Yeah, yeah. well, we I would even say, shoot, like one of the things I've done is instead of doing like specific goals, I do ranges. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't put any like super precise things that's I'm like, like good that's like that's being intentional advice, yeah. you still have like a direction you but you're not saying yeah this is what it has to be because i've set a 10k like goal before for a month and i'm like i set myself up to be ungrateful for a 9k month you're kidding me that's huge. like i did that yeah i really said mm, it wasn't 10k you're joking oh like what what does that say about like my gratitude for the best job in the world yeah who can how many people get to like at this age say i had a 9k month and like i'm really gonna be like Meh, god you didn't do it god or morgan you didn't do it yeah because you were 1k short really so just go easy on yourself go easy on yourself i think that's the moral of the story here that's the moral of the story go easy go with the flow go easy on yourself don't take anything too too seriously who knows you might change directions that's so good <laughs> well 
I had a great time. Me this too. is awesome. It's so chill. This is like, <laughs> this is what I want it to be like. Good. I don't want it to feel like an interview. I want it to be just conversation. Y'all are awesome. I'm glad I felt that Thank way. Thank you. Um, before we leave, let the people know where they can reach you, where they can buy whatever you're selling, get whatever <laughs> you're doing, like everything. Let them know everything. Um, well, all the info for my stuff is on at the Morgan Archer. Normal smelling spelling, um, and then if you just want to look at our pretty photos, it's at Mr. and Mrs. Archer. Also, your website that I oh yeah so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry sorry you want to see Jaren's work at play it's just morganarcher.com mm-hmm. um, I have some pretty cool courses for like photographers to learn Dubsado if you've never heard of it um, it's gonna change your life. I'm sure you will come back with a report on how much it changed yes, yours. I will. Um, and I'll yeah, that's pretty much where everything is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cool. And then um, I don't have <laughs> socials for my uh, business because he's I, not chasing clients. Mean, anybody? I don't mean to brag, but I'm already pretty booked out. Let's <laughs> go. Let's but go. If you're a designer, hit me up. Yeah, on our Mr. and Mrs. Archer page. Perfect. That's a perfect place to find. Cool. Me. Cool. And then we go from there. Awesome. <laughs> well, you. that's it. Y'all heard them. If you, if you, if you uh hate how you're working uh hit up morgan um <laughs> and if you hate designing and developing websites hit up jaren um but yeah awesome well that's been thank another you. episode of fossil culture love you guys thank you for coming shout out oh <laughs> <laughs>